Oh. What's up, everybody? It's the MBM Podcast. I am here. I am back. I actually have somebody with me, but I'll introduce him in a minute. Um, I finally brought another show after however long it's been. Um, so, of course, before I start, I want to say thanks to everybody who listens to the show regularly, who are fans, who are been asking, you know, when are we going to get another show? Um, my apologies to you guys for taking so long, but thank you for sticking it out and sticking with us. Um, and then, of course, thanks to all the places that support me in the RC hobby that make it a little easier for me to participate, travel, because, of course, for me, I have to pretty much travel everywhere to erase anybody. Um, so, of course, thanks to companies like Tekin, CowRC, MKS, MaxAmps, I'm Gone Banana Racing Skins. All you guys, if it weren't for the little bit of support you guys give me, I wouldn't be doing half of what I'm doing. So thank you for that. And, yes, here we are. And I brought somebody with me that was kind of busting my balls not too long ago about the fact that he's never been officially on the show as a guest. Like, I've had him on before, and, you know, Mike asked him a million and one questions about batteries. And if you guys haven't figured out who that is, it's the one and only Tim Smith. Oh, there he I'm is. on your show. Yeah. It's just like our show, but I'm on your show. Right, pretty much. Except now it's my responsibility to keep the show moving, and you get to sit there and do the stress-free, I don't give a shit what happens. I was just telling Jenny. She's like, are you going to go? I go, yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on uh, with Matt. He's going to do shows. It's going to be awesome. I go, I don't have to do any heavy lifting. I can just sit there. <laughs> it's be the best show ever for me. Well, and the good news is I have a lot to talk about because a lot has happened for me in RC since the last NBN podcast that I've done. Um, but I want to kind of touch on first why there hasn't been very many shows and it's not because I haven't wanted to do them. Um, I know I've discussed this before and I've, I've mentioned it before, but the truth and reality is, is I do suffer from ADHD. Um, and sometimes the things that come along with ADHD get the better of me. So like anxiety, depression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I try to live every day without letting them really affect me in the overall and what I do. But unfortunately, over the last few months, the anxiety portion of things have gotten a little bit out of hand. Um, and I know for a lot of you guys that listens to both this show and the TSR, you go, well, you've done shows with Tim. You're right. I have because Tim's shows are easy for me to do. I don't have to do anything but come <laughs> and sit down and talk with Tim. Um, and, and that's what makes it easier. He kind of says, Hey, when we want to do a show, I give him a time and a date. And because we made the plans, I don't break them. I sit down and I do the show with him. Whereas when I'm in control of it, I come down here, I sit in front of the computer, I go to record and go, no, nah, I'll do it later. And I go back upstairs. Um, yeah. so I'm feeling a lot better. I don't know what's kind of changed. Um, I opened the show with never enough by five finger death punch. Cause I got to go see those guys last weekend. Uh, which was not last week and the weekend before that, which was completely incredible. Um, I can't wait to go see them again. And it was Ivan Moody was back. Uh, so I'm glad to see him back. He was happy to be back and he tried, made a promise to all the fans that he wasn't going anywhere or leaving again. Um, they even brought out Tommy Vex, which was the guy who filled in for Ivan over in Europe for one song. So that was really, really cool. Um, if you guys, if nobody's seen him live yet and you want to, don't miss the opportunity to. It's a, it's a good show. And, uh, Bring your kids and get up really close because your kid might get to go up on stage. Just saying. It's really cool. I enjoyed it. So you guys are going to be stuck with a little bit of Five Finger Death Punch music uh, this episode. So sorry about your luck if you don't like it. I apologize. I'll try and keep them without swears, but I can't guarantee any of it. So yeah, so that's that. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie. It's sometimes I sit down here and I want to record a show and I go, well, how? 
can I really do this on my own? Because I've been so reliant on having a I don't know how you do it. What? I've tried I've tried a couple of times. You're a brave man for even attempting. I've tried a couple of times to, you know, do it like there was times where, well, when you were working weird hours and stuff. Like, yeah. Well, down and just, you know, try to do one. It's so hard. Like you, and it's and it's really bizarre to me because we can sit here and do a show and I can talk for an hour straight, not even peep out of you, but I know you're there yeah, and I'm looking yeah. at you and I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. And when you're not there, yeah, I don't I don't know. You just get lost in your now own Now you're talking to space. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. It so is. Believe, it, the few like Tim uh what's Tim's last name over at the um RC, Yeah, he does them on his uh, on his own. Yeah. I don't know how he does it, man. Well, and that's I mean, kind of, I go to that. Every time I say, can I do it on my own? I go, well, Tim does them on his own. Mm-hmm. So I just I need to suck it up and do it. Plan. A good plan. Yeah. You know, write down what you want to talk about each item and just start knocking them out. Bang, 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 bang. No matter how long they take or don't take, I well, guess. And I have opinions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it, it doesn't matter what's going on in the RC hobby. I have an opinion on what's going on. And the <laughs> latest trend, and it's kind of one that really irritates me, um... I'm a big proponent of the fact that if you're a sponsored driver, at that point, you kind of give up the ability to, to say another company is shitty. Irregardless of, they can make the worst thing in RC and it really be a hunk of crap, but because yeah. you're sponsored by other companies and you're supposed to be just that little bit shinier of a turd than everybody else, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't say that. And well, diplomatic, I guess. Right, and so... My big thing is, is is whether or not I believe in a product. If I go, and this is what drives me nuts. You see it all the time on these Facebook groups where a guy will go in there, what's the best motor and servo combo route there right now? That's what he's asking for. He's not asking for you to go in there and say X motor from X place is a piece of junk. You should just get it from B. No, no, no. Go in there, tell them what you feel is the best motor and servo combination, and move along. Mm-hmm. And And... When you're a sponsored driver by a motor manufacturer and you're taking a shot, and and this is going to be very clear to the people that know what I'm talking about, when you're taking a shot at a guy who's, who's, um, you know what? I'm just going to say it, plain and simple. This is the this is the problem I have. the The person in question is sponsored a team member of Phantom. Okay, he's taking pot shots every time somebody says get a motor from Rotor Ron. Every time he's taking a shot at Rotor Ron. Why? For, for what purpose? You're sponsored by Phantom. Rotoron likes using Phantom Motors because he is a team member for Phantom as well. So those are the motors he knows. Those are the motors he's comfortable with. And he knows how to make them work. So why are you taking shots at a guy that you're supposed to be team member, even if you don't get along with him? You're sponsored. Stop doing that. Say, wow. you, say you feel a Phantom motor directly from Phantom is better and move along. I it just it's driving me completely insane, and it that's just one of the scenarios. It happens everywhere you see it. You know what I mean? Somebody will say, "Oh, get the new Reedy five ten R," and blah 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 blah, and then a guy will come in there and say, "Oh, that's the worst ESC." Why the 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 poster of that thread is not looking to start a pissing match with people. He just wants a bunch of opinions. He's probably going to see how many people suggest X, Y, and Z, and pick from that. That's mm-hmm. it. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives me completely insane. And as a, a as a guy that's fortunate enough to not be a huge racer and race a lot, but still have sponsors, I could never see myself going on a thread saying, oh, don't buy that crap. It's crap. You know what I mean? I run MKS servos because to me they are, well, quite frankly, they are the best servos in, in the industry. Okay. But I don't go on posts and saying, oh, don't buy Savax. They're junk. No, I just go in and post and tell them what 
MKS servo, I suggest. That's it. Move along. Right? Is that so hard? No, I, dude, I, you know. I was going to do a video about it again, like my other one, where I kind of asked everybody to stop doing it. <laughs> but then I figured, no, 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 I'm going to hold it for the podcast because, like, like I said, it just, just stop. If you don't yeah. want to make RC, the hobby, better and you're just going to be a negative prick, just leave. Drop your sponsors and go find something else to do. Like, you know, you're allowed to be allegiant to whatever you want, but that doesn't say just start bashing everybody. Now, everybody makes the, you know, the jokes of, oh, don't run a slow-sheated and, and uh, you know, slow-see and stuff like that. That's just kind of making fun of each other, right? You know, mm-hmm. bugging your buddies when you're at the track. I'm just talking about, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just, that's my two cents on it. Joe drives me nuts. No, I, dude, I don't disagree with it. People are jerks. I don't know. Yeah, you think? But I'd be lying if I, nah, maybe I have done that. I don't know. Well. It's, it sounds like something I would do. I'm not <laughs> saying that I'm completely, like, guilt-free of it. I'm sure I've, you know, said, oh, that junk is junk. Stop ordering it. Order this. And I'm sure I've done it. But I think over the last few months to 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 year or so, I've tried to pride myself a little and t- take the higher road on things because, mm-hmm. you know, the, these companies like Tekken and and Gominana Racing Skins and MKS, they're they're giving me an opportunity to represent them. And and what am I doing if I'm going out there? And, and Mayfield's a prime example of it. What is he doing to his sponsors when he goes out there and smashes his radio? Nothing. <laughs> he's he's not doing them any any favors by doing that. And I no. get it. Okay, chalk it up to whatever. You're, you know, you have passion, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Those are the excuses. And uh, I think it was Joe Zayer shared something a little while ago on, on uh, Rick Seffrud's, uh, one of Rick's posts. Um, and it was, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, he went on to say that excuses are, are lies. And, and I believe that to a degree. I think 95% of the excuses that most of us come up with are lies to make ourselves feel better about not doing it. Mm. There's, there's mm-hmm. that 5% where the excuse is really legitimate and has some merit to it as to why you didn't do X, Y, or Z. So mm-hmm. I firmly believe in that because that's, that's to me what that is. It's just their I excuses. Never thought about that. that seems very true. Right? Yeah. You've got to admit it to yourself. There's been times where you've said, oh, sure. I don't want to do this, and you come up yeah. with an excuse, and it makes yeah. you feel better, right? Right. I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, excuses for being lazy and for eating when I shouldn't. Those yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I'll go for an extra walk around the block tomorrow, I promise. Look what I got, Tim. Can you see that? I got one of those. I got two of these. Well, shut up. I love it. So uh, those of you that pay- can't see what I just showed Tim. You pay for yours? Yes, I sure did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I You sure- didn't pay over counter prices, though. No, like I did not. Side. I have friends in low places. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so for those of you that don't know what I just showed Tim, I just showed him my nice new shiny Tekken RS Pro Black Editions. Mm-hmm. Um, these are going in my rides for this year racing. Um, I told Randy the other day they're just so pretty. I don't even want to put solder to them. <laughs> I didn't have that problem. I stuck it right in my spec car. No problem at all. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Um, yeah, preliminary talks with you. These things are pretty badass in Linky mode, aren't they? Um. Yeah, they seem a little crazy fast, so perfect. I don't know what that's all about. Well, I'm running them in two stock cars. They'll be in uh, my 13.5 four-wheel drive buggy and my 17.5 two-wheel drive buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I got some updates on that. The YZ2 DTM edition that I have is finally going to probably get built this Sunday. 
I say probably mm-hmm. because as long as the part that's coming gets here by then, I will be building it. Yeah. Um, and then I sold the four four point three my four wheel drive buggy. I sold it. It literally yeah. sold Tim in fifteen minutes. Was that when I was on my hiatus? It was. Uh, and it was actually on. to a listener of both of our shows. Oh, oh, who? Daniel Gallardo. Oh, very nice. Yes. Some off-road racing? It, so it's on its way to Santa Ana, California, to Dan. Huh. Um, yeah. And he told me it's going to go and get to race on OCRC's track. Right. So that car. Just, uh, to what? go run a car down there? Is that what, <laughs> is that what his plan is? I, I get like, oh. Yeah. oh, I just happened to be racing here, too. Well, you know. Yeah, so I thought it was really cool because... You know, now that car is going to have two world-famous tracks that it's been able to be on. It's been on RC Tracks Las Vegas. Oh. And now it's going to get to go on OCRC. So it was bittersweet when I packed it up in the box and shipped it to him uh, because it was just, you know how much, uh, how fond of that car I was. That's like my favorite car to drive. Oh, yeah. And and I know I've heard a million times how you're not supposed to get rid of these things. You're supposed to keep them all. Yeah, no. It had to go because uh, Techno decided to announced their EB410. Um, and after hearing Randy Pike talk a little bit about it and hear uh, Jason Snyder talk about it, it was one of those, I have to get my hands on this car because <laughs> I think it's going to be a game changer. And then Friday when Techno released part three, basically showing the final like chassis layout for the car, and I got my eyes on it. It was that's it. It sealed the deal. It is that car in ten scale four wheel drive buggy is going to be a game changer. Your car is not going to want to make contact with it because your car is going to break into a thousand pieces if it hits one of these technos. Mm. Which suits my driving style perfect because now when I go yep. launch it into a one eighty and it traction rolls, I like it, that idea. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like my kind of car. So, but here's the wild thing that Dan asked me to do, Tim. And this is what blew my mind, because this is the first one for me. Daniel, oh, Daniel, Daniel Glardo? Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. hey, Matt, he goes, if it's coming with a body, could you sign it? Yeah, of course. And I said, absolutely. Of course. And then, of course, I looked at my wife and said, I'm going to sign the body of my old car before I ship it away. She goes, really? That's weird for me. Like, I've never been asked for an autograph. So that's kind of, that was kind of cool. All right, number one. Yeah. So, Dan, so, don't yeah. lose that one. It might be worth nothing in five years. He hasn't asked me for one, uh, and I've seen him a couple times. Oh, when? wait. I think I got a picture with him, though. Oh, see? Yeah. So that's probably the same. He'd probably rather have that. Don't worry, I mean, Daniel. Eventually, there is plans in the near future to maybe or maybe not go to California. Because I may or may not have a spot on a list that may or may not exist to... You have a spot on a list that does exist. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> and uh, you can stay at my house. And, you know, it's funny you said that, too, because as I alluded to, I've been on this this social media break for like a week. So anybody who messaged me or anything like that, sorry, I was out. See you later. I was done. I was yeah. done with everybody. Yeah, so Tim checked all- out. I even had to check with Tim's wife to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, I deleted everything off my phone. Just deleted them all, like done. I don't even want, to, I don't even want the icons to even look at. And Freedom. with the little red thing telling me, yeah, none of it, all gone. So, um... But it's funny you say that because I was thinking the other day, like, man, if he came out for the weekend, like, how many we would we would I have more RC things to do than we would have time to do with him in, you know? Like, we'd for sure do a no prep race night. Yeah, as I guarantee. 
Um, we for sure do a crawl down at Corona Del Mar with Daniel and, and John and all the Axial people. Yep. You'd obviously have to get an Axial tour. For sure. I really would want to then take you out to Shafter to the runway to do some speed runs because you're here. So I'm going to have to come for a week. It's just that's going to be that's it. Well, a good I mean, a good three days of hardcore RC at least. Yeah, I'm going to have to come for a week. That way I can spend three days doing RC and then I'll take the wife and kids and go do all the tourist stuff. Yeah, we could go go out and do speed runs on the first day and then and then go to Corona Del Mar the next evening, like early evening. That give us a day to rest and whatever else and see junk like we go to OCRC and stuff like that. <sighs> or we could go to Axial. We go to OCRC, go to Axial. We go to Associated. All of them are right there. Oh, you go see perfect. The, you go see the Tamiya World Track, um, on road track down there. It's right by my work, and um, I go over there at lunch. Yeah, <sighs> little, little unknown fact about Tim. <laughs> he goes to spend some time at the on road track during lunch times. Uh, but we could do all that. That's all daytime stuff. And then of course, you know, we do uh, we'll do a no prep night, and that's you know that doesn't start until she's nine eight nine o'clock, and then we're out there till midnight or one. Yeah, which we're going to talk about that because I actually I haven't mentioned. Tonight, we're having not only Tim on, but uh, good buddy Bob Warham is going to be joining us and John Schultz. And then after those guys come on, I'm going to also be having Randy Pike on to talk about the new RS Pro uh, Black Editions. Uh, I know he was supposed to be a guest on Tim's. Uh, things didn't work out, and now he's going to be on mine. But it's going to kind of be a win-win because Tim's going to be here too and win. Mm-hmm. So we can kind so, of cover everything. He won't even know the difference. Do you know what I mean? Probably not, because it would have been the both of us anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, because he even asked me, "Is this your show or his?" Like well, a week, a couple weeks ago, when we yeah. talked about it, you know, having him on. I'm like, ah, oh, man, it'll be mine, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of how I left it. So now he's like, oh, I got this one. Well, literally, literally, like the day before you said, let's have him on, I had been talking to him about having him on the MBM too. And I'm like, well, that works because that means I don't have to do half of the work then if we have him on dims. Yes. Yeah, so then I switch it up on you. <laughs> uh, it's all good. I, I needed this. I really needed to sit down and do a new MBM podcast. Um, of course, with racing season just around the corner, that means I'm going to be prompted to do these a little more often. This year, I'm really actually going to try and do local racer features, which I'll interview one of the local racers that I've been racing with for the last few years and gotten to know and become friends with, um, just to give you guys a little more perspective on the kind of people I race with, because you know I've got guys that have been doing this for over 20 years, um, and at one point or another, I'm going to be having Casey Break on, which he's the owner of Casey Hobbies, which I get all my kits from, um, and parts. Uh, the only stuff I don't get from him is the stuff like my motors, ESEs, that kind of stuff, because I have... Wonderful sponsors that take care of me with those things. Thank you. Again. I know. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Hmm? Uh, now, where am I? Let's see here. No, no. It's your show. <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking at notes. Believe it or not, Tim messaged me. I, I had messaged him and said, hey, I'm sitting in front of my computer. We could do it like this every time. This is so much easier. I love it. <laughs> Isn't it, though? I don't feel like I need to say a thing. I just actually lean away from the microphone a little bit and get my water. I'm like, well, he'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I actually made notes. Now, they're not as nice as Tim's notes because I will tell you this. Tim is a man of lists and notes, and the little, like, show outlines he sends me are great. You can definitely tell uh, Tim has a good education in English. (laughs) 
could tell I have issues with what that is. Me, not so much. If I were to give Tim like a show outline, if I sent him what I had right now, he'd start laughing and say, do you not know what the <laughs> fucking period button is? Like, are you serious? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Never say that to you. <laughs> I would never say that to you. I'm surprised you haven't yet because I'm pretty bad never. with it. <laughs> never. I love Matt. I would never say that to him. Uh <laughs> So, well, let's, uh, let's see if uh, Bob and those guys. So what I'm going to do is take a quick break uh, because I need something to drink. And yeah, we'll try and get Bob and John on with us. We'll come back. We'll talk Bob to those and guys. John yes. Don't do Awesome. Yes. So John and Bob Warham. Yeah. So we got, uh, we got what? Number, number one on the list, number two Bob on the list, number and number one. five. Talk about that. I am no longer number one. <laughs> Bob is the number one dude on the list, which, you know. That's how these go when you're no prep. He had a good night. His car was running really well and it straight. It was going A to B. Yes, that's I right. I watched the videos. It went A to B every time. I was not. Maybe I'll tell you why, but I certainly was not. <laughs> yeah, there was carnage. You know, when you first started telling me, like, mm. at the beginning, that first, like, if anybody's watched the video, Tyler Zavadil has, uh, he's been started a, um, a YouTube page called RC Drag Talk, right? Yes, follow it. Uh, yeah, uh, so go look at it up on YouTube, subscribe to it, follow it, because Tyler's trying to do something a little different than a lot of those YouTube video pages out there, and he actually recorded the whole no prep evening. Um, mm-hmm. So go check it out, and you'll know the video, uh, the first race that we're talking about. But there was carnage on it, and I want to talk uh, a little more about it, but we'll wait till after the break. But you're talking about with John stuff. Yeah, w- when you first started telling me the story before we started recording, though, and you mm-hmm. said you had hit the, the, the gutter area. I'm going, well, what yeah. kind of, in my mind, I wanted to say, well, what kind of damage? I didn't have to because you immediately went to the carnage it caused with your car. Um, but, yeah, so we'll come back and we'll talk about that and with, uh, with John and Bob. And then, of course, we'll follow up the end of the show with uh, Randy. So uh, stay tuned. I'll be back right after this short little break. Gone Banana Racing Skins, foam tires for any application for custom builds, 10th scale, 8th scale, X-Max, drag racing, you name it, Rick will wrap it. If you have something in mind, reach out to him on Facebook at Gone Banana Racing Skins and have a chat with him about your project that you have in mind. Rick is a great guy with a great business and he's willing to help you get the foam tires that you need in order to make your race program the best that it can be. That's why at Gone Banana Racing Skins, they strive to give the best to their customers that they can. Gone Banana Racing Skins, doing custom foam tires that others just won't do. back from our little break and i have with me three of well yeah three three of the 10 fastest no prep racers in southern california and i dare somebody to tell me i'm wrong because i'm not I no I'm not. we're here no you're not wrong i know i'm not wrong. i would say i would <laughs> say further than that but that would be precocious of me <laughs> using big words and everything well, <laughs> well, hey, the SoCal the SoCal top ten list is international. So, what can I say about that? Oh, that is true. Yep, 
I don't know what the hell you guys were thinking letting a Canadian in there, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll wait for him to show up. It's only for marketing. Just I'm, so hey, listen, I'm, I'm, <laughs> there has been serious conversations in my household about going to California. So yeah, be careful yeah, Mar- because before you know it, there's going to be a box being shipped to Tim <laughs> with all my shit in it. Whatever. I mean, well, I mean, I already, I already told you before the break that I mean, I can, I can pack a lot of days of RC into your world. Oh yeah, like, I went upstairs and told my wife that. I said, so I said when we go to California, three days are all mm-hmm. RC, nothing but RC. Yeah, yeah. So I might go fly out. you and the kids out three days after I get there. <laughs> John, John, my plan is, my plan is this, John, and I'll need your help, obviously. Um, would be okay. uh, uh, Shafter for some speed runs. Let's go out and okay. Knock out some big numbers, and then uh, and then go into uh, do a little tour in a Axial, which I know that takes all of about seven to eight minutes. But still, <laughs> he would love to walk through the door, and then go to okay. Corona Del Mar and knock out some crawling down there, and then okay. uh, do a nighttime no prep cash day race. Nighttime, right. huh? In between, we learned our lesson. <laughs> Oh uh, well, maybe daytime. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But then I also How about early th- evening. Fill it, fill in the gap with you know visits to OCRC and anywhere else that he wants to go. There's you know the Tamiya track and there's lots to do. We go down to San Diego, whatever. Oh, the SCRC. We can go. T- we can take him anywhere. That'd mm-hmm. be perfect. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't have to ship cars. He can run my cars. I don't know if you want to do that, but no. all right. You- we could easily fill three days of of all different kinds of RC. Isn't that awesome, mm-hmm. dude? I want to do that. Come on yeah, out. I'm gonna need. Like a- I'm gonna need a video camera. Tyler, you're hired as the videographer for the yeah, day. Yeah. He'll go for three days because this is gonna have to be videoed. He he's gonna have to run two cameras. He's gonna have to run one for his and one for just, me. How much RC can we get into three days? Like get you a lot. You know, Go out and do speed running or maybe two days and, you know, get you like do an off-road race at OCRC, maybe an off-road race at San Diego, do some crawling, do some touring. I'm not going to lie. Uh, club racing at OCRC or even SDRC would be like bucket list worthy. Dude, we could do a lot of stuff. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Do, well, I know it's easy for you. You live uh, in California. Tuesdays, Fridays. <laughs> I know. Uh, but Or Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays or Sundays. Damn. All, so, all at one time. Huh. Yeah, all at one time. <laughs> right? Just Friday one after another. Friday, so you can run as many as you want. Huh. That'd be interesting. We had enough of us, we could have our own our own our own class called Beat Up on Matt, where we all just race against him for every round. <laughs> That's yeah, all we, we can do. do that. Beat yeah, up I on like Matt. That. That's not very yeah. nice. Oh no, that'd be fun. Maybe I'm a little <laughs> bit better of a driver than you're giving me credit for. Probably not. There's no way I'm better than you at off-road. There's no way. So, yeah. I, I, you know, what? honestly, what I was going to do is I was just going to, you know, bribe Jonathan and hand him a radio and then stand there and make it look like I'm doing it. And he could be doing yeah, it. I was, I was thinking the same. <laughs> oh, no. If you're flying all the way out here, you're driving. You're, you ain't bribing nobody to drive. You'll be driving. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm down mm. for that. I am down for that for sure. I like that idea. Me too. So we have hookups. We know how to hook the car up and everything. So we'll get you a... Matter of fact, if you just roll in with uh, uh, no tires, just your car, uh, we can make sure you have the proper tires on your car and a whole mm-hmm. nine yard. Yeah, and you don't need a car for anything else. I mean, for drag racing, I've got cars. 
for for yeah, crawling car. car yeah everything else you don't need a car for oh, so no, if, if i come i will ship i'll end up shipping probably like my just my so 10 scale cars and my and my my drag car yeah, just so you can say you ran it. Yeah, so I can say I brought my stuff. And that way That's nobody true. can say, if I have a good race, drag racing, oh. nobody can say, well, Tim gave him a, a, a fucking shoe-in. I see hope. That'd be so, awesome, dude. Yeah. You gotta make it happen. We're, Sorry. I'm working on it. I, I'm working on it. One thing we have talked about is bringing the children to California and doing, like, the Universal and Disney and all that stuff in California. Cause I'd be down with some Disneyland, too. It's so dramatically cheaper than going to Florida. Like, it's, I'm not praying on now. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe not now. <laughs> but, it's cheaper now. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? Like, it, like in comparison to what it costs to go to Disney and Universal in Florida, it, it's yeah. ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. And like I said to my wife, it's not that much different driving to Florida to California. Like, it's a little further, but it ain't really any different in the sense of... Mm, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I would prefer to fly because it's a lot faster, but... If we drive, then I have my truck, which is great. Yeah. Gotcha. Figure that out. We're going to drive my truck cross-country because it gets good fuel mileage. Anyway. So, yeah, let's and talk about... if you about- wanted to, when you get here, I could, give you a, uh, I could give you a tour of anywhere you want here in SoCal. I do it all the time. So See, that'd be great. I would love that. I'm not going to lie. You, you'll have such a trip. You won't even believe how great it would be. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have to quit after that. I'm done. Yeah, you see it all. I've seen it it all. all. I've done it all. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) You'll see it all. A lot of the Monster Jam guys will come and they want a tour of SoCal because they live in Florida or North Carolina. So I I give them the full tour, everything from Beverly Hills to Venice Beach, which is, yeah, it's a big change from one to another. And it's real close. It's not far. (laughs) Sweet. As well as wherever else you want to go. So. Yeah, that would be a man. We would all we should we could just get together as a big group. We'd have so much fun. That'd be awesome, dude. You gotta make that happen. We're, I'm yeah. working. I am yeah. seriously yeah. working on it. This isn't one of the oh, here goes Matt. No, no, no. There's serious conversations been happening for the last. <laughs> when did you guys no prep on Saturday? Since pretty much <laughs> Sunday, we have I've been nonstop talking about it. <laughs> so man, we get so much. But yeah, let's talk about this. No, the weather's cooling down too. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. We've already been over this before. I will take gross hot weather because I'm used to a lot of humidity. So whatever. Hmm? I might lose ten pounds. Is that a bad thing? Really? Like you know, voluntarily <laughs> lose ten pounds because I sweat so much? Perfect. Just mind the fat sweaty guy over there. He's a little. Eh. So yeah, let's talk about this no prep. I know, John, this was kind of your brainchild, and I guess the original spot that was thought of turned out to be uh, like a cobblestone uh, road, so you had to find a new location. So let's talk about how how that came about. Well, it all started with me and Tim talking. We went to lunch one day, and I'm like, let's just go do some no prep. Like, let's just, just do some street outlaw style. No lights, easy peasy, set a couple flashlights out, you know, um, just go, you know, find a good street and, you know, and do some, uh, you know, do some, uh, like street racing. And so that's what we did, you know? Um, I know that I, I looked probably, probably three days in the Corona area after I found out that, um, Casey's track, uh, our street wasn't good enough. It was flat. It was smooth, but the rocks were too big. So it was, 
it was smooth for a car, but not for a RC car. Yeah. So I had to do a drastic change on that. So I found a couple a couple of streets nearby, which um, would probably work just fine. Um, and then Bob sent us a picture from five o'clock in the morning for one of his job sites, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yep. seen that. And yeah. I went over there and checked that out and I'm like, this is really good. Um, they had street lights on the North side of the street. I'm thinking, okay, cool. We'll have lighting, at least some kind of lighting, which <clears throat> axial has some lights from rigid, which are super good for what we use them for, for, you know, doing events like out at KOH and stuff. So I brought those two and, um, we just kind of said, all right, let's meet here at this time and, and make it happen. So we did. And, um, the street during the day, cause me and Jonathan did a few test hits to make sure that the street was clean. We did sweep and we did clean. And then, um, so we made sure that, you know, the street was good. There's no rocks. And, uh, matter of fact, I think I sent you a, a, a post of Jonathan's car launching. Yeah. It was yep. going perfectly straight. Yep. And yep. every car we ran during the day went perfectly straight. No problems. I'm like, okay, let's just put them in the truck and we'll come back here tonight. So, um, that's how it all started. Yeah. And then Q Tyler and his wonderful filming. Yeah. And fills in the rest of it. Now I'm going to say this, I watched the video and I understand the concept of why you were sitting on the ground to flash the light for these guys to start. But, it, did it ever occur to you that that might be a really unhealthy choice in life to sit that? Well, I was sitting down because I didn't want to block anybody's view, especially because it was uh, because when we got there, the street lights weren't on. Right, the street lights were still new, so we didn't have the a lot of the lighting I thought we were going to have. <laughs> so we had a sign at the end of the end of the road with lights on, the two ridges, and then the lights that um, Todd brought. Um, basically that's all we had. So once you went past the finish line lights, um, it was dark <laughs> and that was it's black. pretty dark. scary. So dark, dark. <laughs> um, I know when I was yeah, at the uh, one time, uh, Eric had a flashlight and just shine it on my car and I was like, Oh my gosh, I can totally see my car now. <laughs> it was that kind of dark. <laughs> so, so yeah. So the, I mean, the street was good, but as the night cooled and, tr- and for me, as the track cooled, I had traction issues. So, which made it harder to drive, especially at night when you couldn't see your car very well. Yeah, totally, totally believe it. So, I got so who all showed up for sure, for sure. There was obviously you, Tim, Bob, Todd, Tyler, Jesse, Tyler, a buddy, Jesse, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jesse, uh, Eric Lowe came by. He didn't run. He just came by. Okay. Um, that was it, wasn't that was it? it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, right on, right on. Which was, it was, a, good, it was a good turnout for the first time. So. Yeah, yeah, all things considering, because it's been so so quiet for you guys over the last few months. Um, well, it was pretty late. You know, most people don't, don't head out to race at 7, 8 o'clock. You know what I mean? At night. Well, they're, <laughs> this is they're missing out on the fun, obviously. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Out. Yeah, missing for sure. out completely. Oh, dude. Yeah. I was getting looks from my friends because we actually went to, we went out to a local bar that night. 
And of course, because I'm three hours ahead of you guys, well, you guys are doing a lot of this. It's like, you know, 12, one o'clock in the morning where I am. And we're all partaking in adult beverages and having a good time. And of course, I'm going to my phone all the time to try and sucker somebody into betting with me or FaceTiming me so I can watch these races live. And then everybody's looking at me, why are you on your phone constantly? He's like, because they're drag racing in California. Well, that's not here. You're right. It's not. But I'd rather be there. No offense, guys. Like, you guys are fun, but I'd rather be doing that a lot more. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I definitely was captivated every time you guys would send updates. And I wish there was more people in my area with drag cars that would want to do it. It was pretty funny because you would all be standing around out there. And, I mean, we're out in the middle of kind of nowhere, so it's pretty quiet. And uh, all of a sudden, bing, 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 bing. You hear everybody's phone start going off every time Matt would text. What's going on? What's happening out there? Who's racing? Update, please. Yeah. I got five bucks on Tim. Who wants to take my bet? Oh, that was that was bad money to bet, dude. That was bad money to bet on this day. Let me tell you right here. Bad money. Well, let's yes. let's talk about a little bit of the carnage because uh, the first the first out of the trailer or off the off the trailer as we'll call I feel it bad. yeah uh todd I completely so kinked a axle like wow yes. oh tim, yeah. tim broke his car too i know yeah. i know <laughs> yeah i was gonna yeah. let tim tell us I, 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 I made a new, i mean that I was a new rule yeah i made a new rule no more straight off the trailer so if we go out to the track everybody gets to do some test hits before <laughs> first race that way nobody's breaking cars i don't like to see people break cars the, the truth of the matter was that was was that race was just it was really i think just all stupidity and ego for me and todd you know <laughs> and uh we have arguably two of the fastest pro stock cars maybe in the nation i mean they're fast cars i know that just dyno wise they're fast cars and um you know, I've messed around. We've all done some no prep and all that, but this is a really bare street. And and I thought beforehand, I I'd thought about it. I even told had told me and Matt were talking about it. I told him, I go, you know, to me, I thought this is dumb. What are we doing? Like these <laughs> are too fast to do something. This isn't a real car and rubber tire where you just kind of blow the tires off it, but the car doesn't turn around freaking backwards on you. You know, these cars run. 1.6 seconds, you know, in, in on this kind of a surface, they're going to fly. This is an 80 plus mile an hour car in probably 25 feet. You know, this is a crazy, crazy speed. And so it was really dark and it was a, not the right decision. And we learned like that these cars are not, you've got to, you've got to make some runs and kind of mess with the ground a little bit and see a little bit what's going on. It's not a real car. I mean, it just doesn't, it's not the same thing. And I don't know that it's a good idea to do all the time. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but hey, man, I don't know. The fact that you guys can get them, like Bob could get his to go A to B, mm-hmm. it is a small miracle in itself. Because a lot of people know from listening to the last show I did with you, Tim, on the TSR, was mm-hmm. I have done, like I went out that day and I did 20 plus hits. And out of those mm-hmm. 20 plus, I had a maybe three or four where I babied it and it stayed straight for the whole run. I didn't mm-hmm. have a single hit where I could actually squeeze squeeze that trigger and let it ride it because it just would do nasty, nasty things if I let it. And uh, the fact that I can see you guys go A to B, like when John sent me the video of Jonathan's car, I'm going, I just need my car to do that. 
if my car mm-hmm. could just do that with a 13.5 in it, I am laughing. All I need is one good run on video, and I will put it away for the rest of the year and worry about it next spring. That's all I want. So I went and mixed 11 gallons of water with over 20 pounds of sugar that is sitting in a 15-gallon drum in my garage right now waiting for a warm enough day to go spray it down. Kool-Aid. Nice. The the first off thing was probably not the best idea, but, I mean, as... As it went on, we, I mean, I think everybody struggled a little bit here and there and, yeah. and sort of figured out, you know, there was a lot of issues. The dark was, for me personally, was very difficult because I, I, I just, I didn't feel like I could see the car enough and I felt like I was driving the car. I was steering it around because I couldn't see it, you know? And I, I did make a couple of passes in a row, about three passes with Tyler and our 17.5 cars, our spec cars. And the first couple of passes I made, I mean, it just swooshed back and forth. The whole back end was just whoop, 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 all the way down through there. And I drove it back, and we did it again. And I go, you know what? I even told this guy, I go, I, I have to just try to take my hand off it and just see how far it'll go by itself. Because I think I'm just driving the car everywhere. And sure enough, I pulled the trigger, and it went all the way through. I mean, it, it drifted a tiny bit right, but it, that was just because trim. Um but it was just me, and I thought, it's just me. I can't see this car, and I'm trying to lead it, and that's how I drive. I kind of lead my cars, and I couldn't do it. And, it, and it was just, I was making it worse. I know that. I mean, when me and Todd went, that was because there was just zero traction, and we were, we were both foolhardy, but way too much. I mean, I put, I put a tune-up that, that I, I had the same tune-up from Texas. From the <laughs> so I, mean, I had it all in, you know? I didn't touch the car. I just picked it up off the bench and went to the race, so... Yeah, man, I had that car jacked, and that was just, and I'm sure he did too, because oh, the same reason, you know? I mean, we you both. You watched the video, right? Todd, there was no. Mm-mm. Todd grabbed a handful and said, I'm committing, and yeah. this is what's going to happen. Yeah. That was it. It was oh, when those, when, when those cars left the line with me sitting there, they were no joke. They were, <laughs> there was no baby, and they both pulled a handful of trigger, and they <laughs> left. And the next thing I heard was crash, bang. Yeah, it was. Dude, that car hit turn the, around. It, it hit the curb so fast I couldn't even. I mean, I just couldn't even react. I don't even know if I ever even got out of throttle until it hit. Like it just, <laughs> it was like a lightning bolt. And on top of that, just not being able to really see the car great. You know, both just all of it together was kind of a mess. And then what I ended up doing was breaking the side plate, the left side plate on it. It punched the bearing holder through and broke the screws through and kind of buckled it. So it's got like a curve to it. Yeah, and when I put it together, it it held okay, and I made a run in it, and it went pretty straight. I made some adjustments. I basically just put a big old pinion on the thing, try to kill it out of the hole, so so it would at least run, <laughs> and um uh, and it went okay and all that. And uh, the, I'm getting way ahead of the story, but then I made, but then I realized that the whole at- rear axle actually shifted backwards a little bit, like the left side shifted backwards out of the hole, so the whole room was crooked. So the car was just everything I did was it was never going to go straight. That's what I mean. I was fighting it, you know, three times over. So it was that kind of a night for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. John is posting a ton of photos right now. Stop it. I'm not doing I'm anything. Just, I'm just sitting here. But wait, I, that sounds bad because I'm not taking away from the fact that Bob beat me. I mean, I raced him heads up. Like we went up there and ran and I gave it all I did. And I held the car pretty good. It just started moving on me and I got out of it. And he was, I, I was cutting, I was, I don't know what's going on with my radio. Because I was pulling the trigger as soon as I saw the light, but my car was taking forever to go. Like, I was giving away, dude, yeah. I was giving away a car and a half at every hit. And uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. The, the, the one race, I'm going, what? Yeah, I got did you take a nap? Like, what the hell? I don't know what I did. 
I mean, I've, I've screwed around with that radio doing stuff, you know, playing with it, but I don't know what I did. Um, so I got to figure that out because that was the fact that I caught and passed uh, Todd when I did beat him. I thought, well, that was pretty good because, dude, I gave him the hit <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That car was out on me and I was just chasing him down. That's all I could do. So, yeah, I don't know. I've got some problems with the perfect car big time right now. The side plate being broken is probably the biggest of all, but yeah, oh no. So I beat I beat the shit on my car trying to win, but 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 Bob's car went A to B every time. Yep. I mean every time yeah. I watched it, and that's he beat I his kid. He said he turned his down I, to like 70 percent. Yeah. Well, that, and that's why, yeah. like I said, that's why I ended up putting that big old pinion on there when I made like a test hit in the end. But then I realized the rear end was crooked. I'm like, wow, it's just. I mean, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, it's just it's never gonna go straight. So that's that. I, I figured Bob had turned his car down or or something because I watched the video and I'm like. Why is it so much slower than everybody else? That's not it, right. It was in the dark. They all looked super fast. Right. Like like everything looked the same speed. They all looked god awful fast in the dark. So, but, he, but he figured it, it out. Yeah, so, well, that's smart. Well, he's a real racer. He's smart. He knows. So, streets the equalizer. It always is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Bob, I got to ask you though, what did what did Jesse think of it? Because I'm sure Jesse hasn't really done any kind of racing like that. He's used to you know prep track RC racing, right? Like for the most part. He pretty much all the way home was like, when are we going back? When are we doing this again? We got to do this every Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he loved every second of it. Well, hey, I know I know what you were planning. You want to shut down a whole lane of that road and, and set up a legit timing I, system. I don't see why oh. we don't. That place, like on a Saturday afternoon, it's dead over there. There's enough room that we could set up our full track and run it. Even if we don't prep it, who cares? Let's see what how fast they're actually going out there on the no prep. Yeah. Mm. Let's see some times. They're fast, man. Yeah, besides the, the drifter guys over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> guy hit a parking lot while we were there, man. He was just trying to burn those those Pernellis <laughs> off of that thing. All he could do as many circles. And it took him about a lap and a half around before he get her spinning. But once he got it spinning, man, you'd hear him roar, roar, roar all through the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> he was our entertainment for the night. Yeah, man. See, but, that's that's the stuff. That, I, I was yeah. ho- I was hoping the oops, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was hoping the I was I was hoping the cops are going to show up and arrest us for a street race, and that would have been fun. Yeah, <laughs> our cars are fast, but so that was the no, that was the the no prep list. Was that so, uh, what's the list right now, Bob? It's you, number one, and me, number two. Todd, uh, Todd, okay, Todd. Uh, Jesse. All right. And then let's see. I think it, let me get to it. Is it it John and then Jonathan? I think it might be. I had it. I was a little, I was a little mad at Jonathan, but I mean, it was my, usually probably, it was probably my fault, but he put my car to, uh, set it down to race. Never, never turned it on. Hmm. That's why you got to turn your own car on, John. Hey, that happens (laughs) all the time. That's why I said it was, it was my fault. You know, I can't blame anyone but myself. So I could and, never uh, trust anyone to do that. Isn't that bad? I could never trust. Yeah. Anyone. Well, uh, I learned my lesson. Cars, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't trust anyone to do it. I don't think. You know. You know. Funny well, that you call- say that, John. You know what kind of bothers me a little bit. For the most part, anybody who goes and races RCs, whether it's drag racing, off-road racing, should know what an on-off switch looks like or be familiar <laughs> with most ESCs. Everybody knows what an on-off switch is. I, I, I him especially. <laughs> but you know, like <clears throat> I remember a while back, I was at a race and somebody had rear-ended my car so hard. 
that it must have like moved the switch on the ESC. So the ESC was off, and I said to the guy, just turn it on and off again. And he lifted the body up, and he's like, I don't know. It's like, I didn't hide the switch. It's huh. right freaking there, man. Like, like <laughs> So then, of course, I felt like an asshole because I'm going like, like turn it on and off. You're fucking killing me over here. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, man. T- typical. Yeah. Yep, so... Yeah, Jonathan called me out that night, and I was so mad at him. Told him, "No, you have to wait. I'm not doing my spot up." So, (laughs) (laughs) did you find the list, Bob, or do you want me to grab it? Yeah, I find the list. Okay, all right. It's uh, it's me, Tim, Todd, Jesse, John, Jonathan, Mm. Tyler, Eric, Matthew, and Aaron. There it is. Yeah, don't nice. get me started on that. I'm not. I won't touch that oh, subject right sure. now. But it is a red hot. And and Tim, sir, mm. you can what? see me do this. My, what, ha- yeah. my hats off to you. <laughs> my hats off to you. You're welcome. Are we talking about the thing that's been floating around? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, the, 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 yeah. Uh, I just don't understand that. Uh, I don't get it. Like, stop hey, it. Hey, man, that was that was a nice version. I, so. I called him out. I didn't do this way I want to. I called him out. Mm-hmm. I even called him out. Mm-hmm. Well, John so. didn't leave any wonder to what we were talking about. Thanks. Perfect. On, on that <laughs> note, uh, <laughs> he totally did. He did. Uh, on that no, note. honestly, I, I called him out because Jonathan was going to call me out. Or who was he going to call out? I think he was going to call me out. So he kept talking about it. In the car, like when we stop, I'm going to call you out. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So before I stopped the car, I made sure that I called the person in front of me out on Facebook by name. So Jonathan couldn't call me out. Nice. I know it was probably kind of bad of me, but I did. (laughs) Gamesmanship. That's how it works. Um, Got to learn how to work. Got to beat up to it. Mm. Yeah. You were going to say something, Tim. You started. Uh, now what it was oh. <laughs> i don't have a note so I have no you don't have a note <laughs> is that the way your only way your brain works is on notes uh, i would appear as though because right now i'm just rearranging the screws on the table <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else. Um, i'm gonna try to do this again uh no prep uh <laughs> race probably in a couple weeks i need to look at my schedule really heavily so um, I know I got my next couple of weekends are pretty packed, so I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. figure it out. Or maybe we do it in the morning or mm. afternoon or something. Yeah. So oh, I know what I was gonna say um, anybody in the Southern California area, whatever that wants to come out and run on our list, um, we really, really love one cell pro stock cars, but yep. uh, we are open to other things. Tyler's running a two cell seventeen five. He's running the spec class mm-hmm. uh, car, in there. and so. Um, but you know, it's got to look like a pro stock car, like a you know wheel car. That's what we want. Door slammer. slammer, slammer. Yeah, thank you. Gotta have doors. Yeah. 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 So uh, you know, hit us up on the SoCal, SoCal Top Ten. Is that what it is? Yes. I have no idea. SoCal Top Ten page, or SoCal, hit me up. Hang or on, Matt, I had it. Uh, Bob Ham or John Schultz. SoCal Outlaw Top Ten Top Ten list. Blech. Yeah, it's on Facebook. So it's go awful. on there and come out and race because I know a few people have been kind of you know saying oh. I'm in that area, I want to come out there. We'll come out there. We're gonna do it again soon. So yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I won't, I won't ever make anybody wait if they call me out. If I if I can't catch a flight, I'll let you buy. 
if anybody has questions at all, period, I mean, please, you know, hit me, Tim or Bob or Matt or anybody up, uh, you know, give us a, just send us a, a, a private message on Facebook questions or Instagram only. or wherever. Yeah, no suggestions. Oh. We don't want to hear your goofy way that you think the racing should be. We are, you know, we want to do. <laughs> no, we're so, just we're doing, it, we're doing it our way. Don't yeah. worry, we already yeah. have a goofy enough yeah. way of doing it on our own. You're already thinking to yourself, like, well, I'm going to go out there, but I'm going to tell them they should don't, don't no. even come out. <laughs> Stop no. it. Just telling you right no. now. Just show up we, and play. It. Yeah, it's super fun the way we're having it going on right now. So that's how it's going to be. And yeah, and we're here to have fun. So if you have drama, just stay home. Don't even come out. Um, save the drama for your mama. So. Exactly. <laughs> or your wife, whoever. Yeah, we'll, yeah. come on out. Or your girlfriend. Your oh, well, whichever one will listen. <laughs> see what your tune, teach tune skills are like if they're up to the level of Bob Warham adjusting to the world's awesome, most awesome worst track all at the same time. <laughs> yep. Hey, I, that's uh, what I'm doing Bob's method. The next time I go out, I'm just going to turn my radio down to like 40% and yeah. run. If I get A to B, cool. Go to 45. No, if I go A to B, cool. I didn't have that opportunity, though. I just seemed like every time I put my car in track, I was trying to hold on for dear life to a spot. So <laughs> there's not a lot of help. You want to hear something funny? I turn my car down to 60%, and right before oh. I get went to run, I'm like, no, nah, I, I got to give it a, I give it a handful. So I turned it back up to 95. <laughs> I should have left it at 60. Everything, man. I was just killing it. So You got to race that- the road, not the guy in the other lane. Yeah, yeah. It's a street. No, I just want to win. <laughs> I know that too. Yeah, your car looks like the last time I ran my car. My car launched so hard and went so straight for about fifteen feet and went so fast right. <laughs> mm. So, so uh, let's talk about the the money race then, since yeah, yeah. So you guys did a like a, a mini cash days, which I love. I mean, well, we should. I guess we could talk about Bob and I's race, but I mean, he beat me. <laughs> That's kind of how it went. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. He scared me. He My scared car came on right. the starting line because he didn't did move, and I went, "Oh wait, did it not go? Did I jump? Yeah. I had to double tap. <laughs> I had to double tap because he didn't leave. I'm like, oh no. Uh, you know what? It all started is that everybody's paid ten dollars per car. Winner mm-hmm. take all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. I was going to run two cars, but since I was struggling, I said, screw it. I was going to run one car. Tim's like, well, I'll run two cars. Mm-hmm. Well, that way we had uh, even filled. Jeez. Guess who Tim had to go up first round? <laughs> Myself. Against Tim. Yeah. I, so I Tim basically just donated 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then because, because, because I didn't even get a, I was going to, I, I was going to, I put timing in my 17.5. I thought we're going to run it hard and see what it'll do then. Cause I knew my one cell, I knew the rear end was crooked. So I knew it was done, you know? Yeah. 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 But because I didn't even get to run them because I couldn't run them both. I'm like, well, I got to take the one cell. It's faster than the two. I just got to hope somehow I can hold the thing on the track. <laughs> make it happen. That, that did not work for me in the least. So I sadly packed my, went home. <laughs> <laughs> gave away all $20 just like that. Like so fast that money, it still smelled like my fingers. Tim, you went home, you, you saved gas on the way home. Cause you didn't still go and lose 20 bucks. <laughs> you <laughs> also gave away your cup. You also gave away the crown you got. Yeah, oh, you got there. I, I gave it all away. It was a bad race day for me. Yeah, from my good John sent me a picture race. of that crown. I'm like, Oh, here we go. 
It's all gone. However, I, the Cash uh, Days little hair band cra- that oh, that is just <laughs> mm-hmm. awesome. Love you, that. You got uh, to sign the cup now, Bob. I will. Each person gets got to sign it. Yeah, Bob has the cup. See the yeah. you know the beauty part <laughs> though that I love about the no prep racing. If you have an off night or you do something silly right off the hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you're anybody can end up number one. That's the beauty sure. part of it. I love it. Well, and the really difficult part is it, it's like going right into eliminations. Every round is a final round, so you can't you can't like mess around and try stuff. At least I don't feel comfortable doing it because yeah. you know you know that you're going to run a guy who's going to run as hard as he can possibly get that car down the track for the most part. I mean, at least that's my assumption always. And so you know, and I knew with Todd. I mean, Todd had put up a video last week yeah. that I. <laughs> to catch and i'm like son of a bitch yeah that bitch went straight <laughs> like look at that thing go i thought oh dude well i mean i know my car worked in texas so let's just see what happens what can i you know what can i do but i'm gonna leave it the way it is which again was probably not the wisest move although bob was coming right behind him so it really didn't matter my car was was too hot and then obviously too bent up to to be anything competitive against a car the level of bob's car todd's car my gosh i'm lucky that todd got pushed down because I thought, dude, if he comes, he's going to come after me. And I'm going to run him because, you know, that's what we're all about. We're all about making the runs. But I thought, holy crap, I'm going to get my ass kicked tonight. <laughs> it's all downhill. from You know with these little cars. I mean, they get a little off. You know, like, oh, uh, I don't got uh, no, and I'm not going to get any practice runs. Like, this is it. There's no time. We don't got time for that crap. Tim, you got, you got to try and smile on pictures, though, bro. Oh, I was so sad that night. <laughs> I, well, I don't want to get into it. I, I had other issues going on when I showed up. I found out about some. Oh, for my, Yeah, my dad is not doing good. So so I found oh, that like, there. Yeah, so I was just like not in the, you know, just wanted to look at my phone all the time. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man, it's life. Like, I was talking to my wife about this today, and this is really going to bring everybody down. But, I mean, dude, really, what is it all worth? Like, like none of this crap matters. So I kind of thought, you know, you got to really stick to the adage of live each day like it's vacation. Have a good time because in the end, I mean, people like great people like George Washington died. And the next day, everybody got up and churned butter or whatever the hell they did. So, you know what I mean? Like, so you just got to whatever. So it's just it is part of life. And uh, have a good time. Enjoy as much you can. Kids. That's right. I believe it. Okay, so let's finish up with the recap of the cash days. So Tim mm. donated $20 to the pot right <laughs> off the hop. <laughs> Dude, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Here, I mean, here's my twenty dollars. I'm just gonna go put my cars in the car and see you later. That's Bye. Exactly what happened too. <laughs> I, I at least waited around, yeah, but I really didn't want to. Todd had my light, so I had to wait for him. Dude, <laughs> I had my Cow RC what? lights a few times. I've gotten to use my desktop lights. Yeah, those things are freaking awesome. <laughs> so awesome. I gave one to Todd, and I had one. And man, I mean, I got a. I got to say, because I haven't used them, so they've just been kind of in my drawer. I mean, we raced during the daytime. Yeah. But holy cow, those things. Holy cow. They're awesome, man. You had no bugs around your lights, either. I had those little black bugs all over my team. Yeah, he had some bugs. I had that everywhere. I had those things everywhere over my pit. Oh, yeah. I had that big green, uh, what was that thing? A Prani Mantis. He was yeah. hanging out for a while. And what he do you guys Bob. expect? You're in the middle of nowhere with lights on. The only lights in like forever yeah. distance. What do you? You think? know what I? You know what I wanted to tell Bob too, but I didn't tell you at the time, Bob. Because remember, he came to your table. He came to my table when I beat Todd, and I thought, oh shit, he's over on Bob's table now. <laughs> 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 my ass, and sure as hell, Bob kicked my ass. So nice. 
I think I think you need to invite him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, so, I never... so what happened after Tim donated twenty dollars? <laughs> then I donated twenty bucks because me and Jonathan lost. <laughs> <laughs> So see, yeah, that's why you guys, that's why you guys get money. along so well. You donated 20 bucks. Well, yeah, pretty much everybody donated money to look like it yeah. went to, uh, to Todd, right? Yes, it all went to yeah. Todd. With Todd his, held it together. With his little hair, yeah. with his little little wire hair doohickey with the little, uh, what the hell is that called? The it's little, a crown. A yeah. man bun? No, yeah. but it's a oh, crown oh, on oh, like, oh. what is it, like, like a hairband? That's it, like a hairband with a little crown on it, yeah. Yep. You know, something like Bob's daughter would wear to look yeah. fancy. Uh, <laughs> it was a good redeem for him, though, because he was at second challenging for the top and ended up going home in third, but he ended up taking all the money. So Yeah, so who really won? He did that our last cast days. He won on the money, yeah, remember? the same thing, too. He <laughs> did. <laughs> Todd won the money, but What's he go- was down guy? on the list. Sandbagging, sandbagging. <laughs> huh. That's true. <laughs> he wrecked his car. And and then it wasn't very good against me. I don't think. It, oh no no, he ran the second run against me because I only beat him by like a car. So he yeah. made a good run. So maybe he got the car sorted. So it was probably still running good because yeah he. Although wait, who did he lose? He lost to you. He lost to. See out run. No. Did you just outrun him? I out. He he um. He jumped against me on the list. Oh, that's right. He jumped the light. And then he crossed, crossed over behind me. That's right. He got in my lane and ran up the hill. I think there's a little hill on that side because I was kind of running up that way too. And he wasn't doing that in the right lane so much. So interesting. But yeah, that's right. So, buddy, then he won all the money. So, yeah, I was the big loser. I lost I lost spots or spot and 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 twice as much money. Yeah. Wow. All right. No more of those, John. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, make sure you let us know when the next one's going to be. Man, ready, teller Tim will you should be let here. Everybody know. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, we need to. Oh <laughs> yes, make well, sure you invite you everybody. It? We do I not post- want anybody being upset. I posted it on my sites. I posted. It, I tagged him in it. I tagged Todd in it. I posted on um, the top ten list on Facebook, which everybody that's on that list is. I think there's like 320 people watching that yeah. that site. So. Well, there's a bunch if, of people on the list or on the on the Shark Tank or whatever the heck it's called that didn't come out that should have came out. That I, I, yeah, that are kind of around, I think. Yeah. I think I even tagged you, Matt. Did you get a, a yeah, invite to the I race told, I told, listen, yeah. I'm a Canadian and I knew this race was going on. I'm thinking they didn't realize it was what it is. No, Maybe I, that's. Because yeah. even I was a little, like, when we got there... Uh, John grouped us all up and gave us driver's meeting, kind of told us how the night was going to go. And I thought, wow, man, this is really nice and professional. Like, I like this. Like, we usually just kind of meet up and screw around for a while and, ra- you know, go, okay, let's race <laughs> each other. We start doing our thing. So, yeah, sure. I mean, it's kind see, of I do marketing events for a living. Hmm. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? what am I getting picked on? Hey, I'll go back I to the sure. I do marketing and events for a living. Figure mm-hmm. that out. That's true. Yeah. He John might the know a thing during all this, I, I wanted I wanted to be kind of professional. I didn't want it to be stressful, though. But I wanted people. I didn't want people to stand around and talk like you were saying. So I just said, "All right, let's get this thing moving." So that's yeah. what we did. You know, um, okay, I had so. I had uh, playing cards to pick your. You know, pick where you were going to be yeah. and yeah, and uh, all that. So okay, so you know what I wanted. I wanted to ask like a few questions. Can I can I do that, Matt? Yeah, let her rest of John, because um, now that you've put this on. 
Um, I'm going to ask you a little bit, maybe if there's, you know, what would you do differently or how would you change that since we've run one? And um, I want to ask you before we get into that, though, because this this begged a question to me being out there. I thought, huh, since we really didn't have a center line down, we just basically had a flashlight, you know, down there at the fish line, which was really cool. You could see really good. And I liked that. Um, but I was wondering, huh, do we do we just turn this kind of no prep into as long as you finish in your lane? I don't really care where you go or how you get there. I mean, because if you smack the wall or go into the dirt or, you know, in our case, that's that was the two other choices. You, you, you know, you're in trouble anyways, because that's not a bad way. And I thought and that saves us the hef- the hassle of having to mark, because at some point, you know, if we're going to use centerline, it has to at least be fair and marked in some somewhat proper fashion. And uh, we may not always have the ability to, to run out 132 feet of white tape down the center of a road somewhere. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, some roads might have a, a stripe down. I mean, but, but you know, what do you, what do you guys think about that as far as the no prep thing, like loosening it to that low, that degree, or do you think it's detrimental in some way? Well, this is my, this is my thought. This is my whole thought behind it. See, I, I went out and I bought a few things for this race, his uh, cash days. I bought one of those measuring wheels to measure out 132 feet. Mm-hmm. I bought a chalk line so we can mark it. Um, and then I also was going to, I bought cards and some other stuff, but anyways, what I figured that we would do would be, um, we would chalk the center line. Mm-hmm. Um, problem is at night is you really can't see the center line. Yeah. Um, I feel that if, as long as that you pretty much stayed in your lane and finished on your lane, I think that's okay. But if you like came over, like come, like you blocked or you came over, Mm-hmm. into the other lane where it's, it's noticeable, then I think that should be uh, maybe a DQ. Um, but if yeah. it's just like, hey, you know, a tire came over, I ain't worried about it because you're, how are you going to prove it? Right. Yeah. And it's so okay. hard to mm-hmm. snap a 132-foot straight chalk line yeah. down, you know, especially with cars driving by and running over our our tire compounds, running over our, our, our chalk, our, you know, and everything. So we need to you know, uh, I think that probably be the easiest way to do it is just make it, uh, it's just fun. I mean, we're just here to have a good time. I mean, mm-hmm. well, that's why so, I'm kind of suggesting that. Cause I thought, you know, does it, does it make it a little more loose, you know? And, and, and the, you know, I, you know, me, I've said this a ton of times. If it's not, if it, you can't always replicate real cars, there's just physical and there's a lot of differences. So you, at some point with RC, you have to kind of draw the line and go, okay, it's not a real car. And I think we found that with right. the phone tire, you know, in a street situation, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it takes a little bit of time, you know, you got to put some runs down and maybe put a little foam into the, into the ground. I don't know. I'm not sure, really sure. Cause I've done them up my, you know, on my street before and they've worked, but, you know, that was a while ago with a completely different car than we all have now. I mean, we're all, mm-hmm. we're, we were 210 cars then, and we are not 210 cars now. And, and, you know, there, there's a lot there. So, um, so I, anyways, with that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of like the idea because I, I thought that I thought, huh, you know, if you can get into your lane and, and yeah, if you're not, if you're not in front of somebody or, you know, I mean, it's almost like a judgment call, like the, like the flagger or whoever has to make that call. Like, well, he probably did cause that guy to let off or move right or whatever to get away from him kind of thing. And if you can if you can come to the conclusion that that's not, then, yeah, probably. I mean, it should be just just run them things down there. Who cares? Right. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that. What do you think, Bob? 
I think so. As long as you finish in your own lane and you don't cross over in front of the guy to cause him to slow down or something, then why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at some level, it'd have to be kind of a gentleman's thing, too, where, you know, someone's got to be realistic about, you know, oh, we yeah. call, you know, you, you know, you get somebody's like everybody, oh, everyone slowed, caused you to slow down. We know. So yeah. you know, I'm sure there'll some, be a few of those guys out there with us. Yeah, one some, of these days. Damn it. You guys stole it, my you know? friggin' line. Fuck. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, at some point you have to have them. But that's that's kind of yeah, I was kind of thinking that from that race. I thought, huh, we could probably go even looser, you know, and if we could figure out the combination for two cell. And and one cell, you know, motor to speed control wise, then, you know, then, yeah, you can just tell people, you know, uh, a 13.5 or whatever in two cell and you're in. I I honestly think a 13.5 with the proper gearing and timing profile can be just as quick as a one cell. Yeah. Yeah. And and if it gets in on on no prep, on no prep, uh, on a prep track, I don't think there'd be uh, like a chance in hell. But because there's that such a large, unpredictable manner of a no prep, I, I like. I don't I honestly. I don't know how you guys make a one cell car go down no prep road at all. I can't get my thirteen five to stay planted the whole way down. So, I I don't know how you guys are doing it with the nope. Well, dark. We don't do it very well at all. <laughs> no, no. As, as a group, we I, I, struggle a little bit. And I think that's where we. I don't think that's where. I think that's where we're not really worried about the two cell class because I mean. You might come out with a three five with a two S in it and think your car is the fastest or you know, car here, but you still gotta put it down that road that's not prepped. You yeah. still gotta make it to A to B. And we're not making it to A to B now on one S cars. Yeah. So Like um, I said, this yeah, streets I, the equalizer. Yeah. All I know yeah, is this. Is. If I do figure out how to make my car go A to B quickly, y'all are in for a fucking chuck. Tell him you right now. You calling us out? You calling us out, Matt? Not not yet. (laughs) Already. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) I'm hoping to get out one more time before the winter comes. Three thousand miles away. Yeah. I would be doing the same thing around you guys and then making a ton of excuses why my shit sucked. (laughs) I know how to work. (laughs) You know that brings up an interesting point. Then, if you want to level the field, do you just get rid of goop and make it only only? I mean, foam, rubber, whatever you want, but nothing. Ooh, no, 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 no you aren't, you aren't even going to get off the line without goop. Ask me why I know that. Yeah. No, I know. I dare you. <laughs> yeah, I guess you got to be running something. one cell, one cell, 17, five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. was thinking like 25, five, one cell, but Hey, you only, you only, you spray sugar for the first 10 feet and that's it. Not, and you still can't put any goop on, only foam. Probably still wouldn't right. work, but it still wouldn't work. No. Yeah, Especially you got with it. the cars coming by and everything else, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, the cool thing is we had that, that security guard go back and forth, and he just waved and kept going. He didn't even <laughs> stop or whatever. No. He didn't care. Put his light on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. found a new spot, boys. So yes, maybe that's did. the real sense of it. It is RC, and you have to put goop. Even though you call it no prep, you still have to put goop on tires. It's just you don't prep the ground. You don't spray the track down. Yeah. And that's it. No, it's no different than them doing burnouts in VHT. Well, Think that's about it like that. As I said, it's the whole thing. We need to. That's why we need to make a few runs. We have to get some foam down, like a burnout. We can't really do a burnout. So a run is like yeah. a burnout to us. It leaves that little burnout trace. So yeah, you get three, four, five of those down. Now all of a sudden, okay, you got a little foam. Now the cars can at least jump out and get going yeah. a little bit. And I think I think that's what we yeah, probably we're missing. We're looking at it as a real car, and we want to jump up there and throw it down and make a run. Like, whoa, wait a minute, that's not, and that's not even how it's really going on. So, don't even no. get 
don't get the TV version of it twisted up in your head. And trust me, they're not running on a bare street. Yeah, the yeah. roads they're yeah. running on have as much rubber as a racetrack does. Yeah, they're blown. Oh, yeah. They're clean. Yeah. They're, I mean, everything. So, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's where then we, you know, then that's what we do. Then we, I guess we, going into John's thing about what would you change, then then we have some some portion of the time where it's just kind of open hits. You yeah. Know, you can whatever you want. Do we do a few hits? Because I'd probably just go up there and do a few 40 footers, you know, maybe do three, four in a row and just be like, all right, got a little rubber down and then maybe try from there. So even when we were right. on that bare street that day when it was windy, it, it took a few hits in that spot. And then once you got five, 10 hits going, then the car started going. Yeah. yeah. I so. even noticed that the last time I went out and gooped really heavy that after I did, you know, like five, 10 hits, mm-hmm. the first like, you know, eight, nine feet where I could just let it eat for, but then it would, mm-hmm. it would hit that certain spot out there and a whole bunch more power would come in and it would say, nope, not happening. <laughs> so, so that's that. I quit. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's awesome. So, yeah. What would you, what would you, uh, what'd you like or don't like or however you want to put it? Let's You're talk about the here. Yeah, yeah. John, well, John here, I think. <laughs> Well, um, I didn't like the the lighting. I wish I had more lighting. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not opposed which, to night I mean, if we'll, 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 lighting. I think I think we can do it if we have some little better lighting. Yeah, we need a few and more then, lights uh, past the finish line. Oh gosh, yeah, that would be that would that would really be less stressful. <laughs> yeah, I think we just need to do it during the day, which is gonna be kind of hard because daylight savings is coming for us. So, mm. um, I just like to keep it. I've learned this throughout the RC industry for the last how many years I've been into it, the less rules, the better it is. So let's try to get by with making as little rules as possible. Cause as soon as we have to have, you know, basically a book of rules, then it gets confusing and everything else, you know, as long as we have good people, we're having a good time, you know, we can just move forward and, and have fun. So, um, I like to get a, a light for the a start light so I can stand behind the drivers. Yeah. <laughs> of in the middle. Tyler made one one time. Well, it, it was what, broken. What do you, you guys that. want as a light? What do you want as a light? Just you a want a tree? Just a, just, just mm. a light. No, just a light. It's just street <laughs> racing. Just, all we need is a go light. I mean, a tree, if you, I mean, reactions are fun to, to I, use, I guess. Not real, but, but, I have a tree that we can use that I can set up that won't give us reaction times, won't give us anything but a light. And I can possibly I can possibly do it so it'll show who red lights or not. All it would be would be a starting line. Mm. Well, it won't be so Tim. The tree- Tim has, didn't even get close to red light in this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm out see that of one? You see that mm-hmm. tree in the background? Mm-hmm. That one. That's made out of an Arduino. And right now I have it programmed where I hit I can hit the two buttons that shows the two cars are staged and then it goes into a random countdown and turns a tree on, activates oh, it. That'd be cool. That's, it. That, that's all we, we would have. We videotape it anyways. So, you know, I, I would rather not set up beams because, you know, cars will come by and, you know, it'd be a pain yeah. in the ass. If at least we can grab that. And just I mean, that's why I thought just single light. It's even smaller to snatch up and take out of the it's, road. It just sets yeah, down just in the thing. Yeah. It's only four feet tall. Yeah. Again, there's that's that little base plate, and that's a plug. That's it. Yeah, that would be. I can perfect. hook up. I think. All I got to do is hook up 
uh, I can have two switches. So when the two drivers say I'm ready and then he says I'm ready and then it goes a random countdown and then activates the tree. Just That's yellow, it. green. Yeah. Yellow, is it, green. Is it just 410, just normal 410 tree? I can I can program it to whatever, but right now it's that'd a 410 awesome. tree. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And it, it already says. It already says. Yeah, it already says so Cal Top 10 on it, buddy. I know. It's already ready. It's already named. It's like it's supposed <laughs> to be. It's decided. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. That's how we'll do it then. So there's an, a big improvement. That'll be go. awesome. Yeah, there we go. Sitting there in harm's way, which was ridiculous. <laughs> the, when when I watched the first, like when the video started, I went, he is not really going to sit there, is he? Now let's even think about that he was sitting there. Just I tried I to think, see. I think it was on the, like, the last race. Like one scooted like literally right behind him. And it was just kind of one of yes. those. Ew. Yeah. I've been hit by lots of RC cars before, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess at that close, it might not be as bad. Yeah, it'll still hurt good. Yeah, I'm sure. Right on. Well, so, John, make sure you keep us up to date as to when when you're going to do the next event so we can spread the word and make sure everybody knows. Um, Like I said, the conversation is going to continue to happen around this household so I can figure out when I can make it that way. Um, And I'll make sure you guys obviously have lots of notice. And we'll try and plan it for when weather is favorable. Last thing I want to do is come when it's crappy season for you guys. Whenever that is, I don't think you guys really have that. But yeah, it's sunny California. It's always eighty degrees here. Yeah, <laughs> and when it's not, it's over a hundred. Here, here's yeah. here's the worst part. So so today was a beautiful day, pretty much perfect day for me to go sweep, spray, and do a bunch of runs. And of course. Tonight was the night I had to podcast, so I had to make sure I had everything ready, my lunch for tomorrow at work ready and everything, so I had to completely bail on it. So I'm hoping the weather cooperates and I might actually be able to get out there and uh, get another couple dozen hits in on this car before the end of the year for me. Your, your sacrifice will be rewarded, the fortune cookie says. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, we'll make sure you have a good time here, so hmm? if you do come. Oh, it's going to happen. Mark my words, it's going to happen. I just had to try and convince the wife to let me go three days early and then her and the kids show up three days later. <laughs> then at least I won't neglect them for three days. He'll be so tired. I don't know, man. Yeah. RC for me is like methamphetamines. Hmm. I don't seem hmm. to run what out of... What you need of... to do... What you need to do is plan, plan to come out here during a, say, a GBRL race or... Uh, you know, uh, like one of the bigger races <laughs> that we have here, totally so you could say you, you could actually race. <laughs> so my wife can hear me upstairs, and she texts me. She goes, she goes, she goes. I made your lunch, bitch. I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to claim he's got all this stuff to do. He hasn't got anything to do. <laughs> I love my wife. She's awesome. But yeah, all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another quick break. uh, And we still got to have Randy Pike on. I'm surprised he's not messaging me saying, did you die? So hopefully he'll, uh, I'm sure he'll be still cool to go and everything like that. But yeah, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Randy. And we're going to talk about the new RS Pro. We got a couple of questions that came in today because, you know, God forbid I put this up earlier. Um, so yeah, we'll answer those. I want to say thanks to Bob and John for joining me on the MBM podcast. And of course, Tim sitting mm-hmm. in for this episode, always making it fun. See Tim, you're hey. finally on one. Hey, can I say one thing? Sure. 
in case it wasn't made official that night, I'm calling Bob out. <laughs> uh, well, there it is. Uh, there it is. I believe, in we, now. I believe we agreed at some point he was going to yes. go. Just, he wanted to take it home. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. Because <laughs> my car's not better post, right now, so. chances better me, post it on the Facebook thing. Yeah, chance of me crashing my car were a lot higher than beating him, really. But I just had to at least ask. Um, but so, yeah. All right. Next time out. Cool. Got it. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll be right back after this little break. I, st- I got to get bad. one of those little pause buttons like Tim's got. Instead, I got to do it on my computer. Cow RC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, part trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. Cow RC. Maintenance King. back from our short little break like i told everybody at the beginning of the show i apologize if you really don't like five finger death punch but i got to go see them two weeks ago live in concert and i'm still kind of on a five finger death punch kick so uh sorry about your luck i guess sorry (laughs) uh i finally have with me the one the only the randy pike how's it going buddy what's going on Oh, not much, not much. Man, you have been a busy individual over the last couple of weeks since the Hotwire 3.0 came out. I know you got slammed when that thing came out with a ton of questions (laughs) and tech support, right? Oh, yeah. So let's before we get into the RS Pro, because I know everybody's probably waiting to hear about that wonderful little ESC that's come out. Let's talk a little bit about the new Hotwire 3.0. What makes it so special compared to the 2.0? Oh, I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, is that it's Bluetooth. You know, it's, it's you know, I got a, a wireless capability, and um, that kind of frees it up to work on devices that it didn't work on before, like, you know, Apple products, for example, iPhones, right. things like that. So that's been something that we've been working on for quite a while. I mean, the longstanding joke was it was an April Fool's joke four or five or six years ago now, I think, at some point, and... Uh, it, it took a while, I and mean, we, we chose to go Bluetooth for security reasons and some other features that may come in the future. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that all plays out. But uh, the nice thing is, is it, it didn't really grow in size. It's the same unit. It works on the PC the same way. You can still use it with a cable on your Android phone or tablet if you want to go cabled, or you can go straight Bluetooth. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. I, I got one. Uh, when I ordered uh, my RS Pros, I ordered a Hotwire 3.0 because... I was cheap and only had a 1.0 for the longest time. And, of course, now with the newer software that's coming out, you know, it always gives you the warning that some things may not work with a 1.0. I was still able to do everything I needed to do with my ESCs with the 1.0. Um, yep. 
but you know it was about time I upgraded. What I'm super looking forward to with this is because I'm building a new uh, a new two wheel drive buggy and a new four wheel drive buggy is going to be the ability to go out, run a couple of laps. You know what I mean, half a dozen laps or so with the car just set up the way it is, and then kind of pull over, pull out my phone, go in there and make adjustments to the throttle frequency the brake frequency or whatever it is to get that feel that I'm really, really after and be able to just hit drive and the car will turn back on and back out to go. Yeah, no, I've been doing a lot of software testing and, and that's kind of a feature that is kind of like just trips people out when they see you doing it. They're like, what are you doing? Check. I'm like, I'm changing software. What? I'm yeah. like, you're checking a tech. No, man, I'm changing my drag brake. <laughs> They're like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, no, hear my car reboot, you know, because it gets quiet for all of a sudden because everyone stops talking. And then I drive off. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, just hot wire. Three point of hot wire. It's fine. It's what it's supposed to do. Um, the, the coolest thing, too, is um, how well the rock crawling community guys took to it. Because, you know, when they build those rock crawlers and some of those scale rigs, you, you really can't get into those things very well if they bury the electronics. And yep. it's kind of nice because they'll just sit there and bury a 3.0 hot wire in that thing and they're done. You know, they literally don't have to worry about, you know, getting into that thing because it's in a waterproof box and they're good to go. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could definitely see the advantages to doing that with the, uh, with the the brushless systems and stuff like that. And and mentioning crawlers, you know, of course. Thank you very much for sending the uh, motor and ESC combo brushed combo for the giveaway that we're doing at the end of the month uh, through the podcast. But I recently just started really putting the finishing touches on that truck, and you know, I knew the FXRs were small ESCs, but. I don't like. I didn't grasp how small that ESC is truly is until I was starting to put it in the truck, going like, I could put this thing anywhere and nobody would know. Like it's so small. Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, when you pull that out and like show it to a guy at like an eight scale race, it's like, what's that? Like a transponder? I'm like, no, dude, it's a rock crawler speedo. Yeah, yeah. What? It's like, a brush yeah. speedo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, why is this so big? I'm like, well, this is for brush stuff. There's a lot less going on in here, and he's like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I have transponder bigger than that i'm like i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for guys that have never seen them i mean back in the days that's how big the brush speedos used to be when we had the the brushed you know stuff we had g11s and stuff like that when Tekken first got back into it but it was amazing because you could run an fx that was the same footprint as the fxr it just was half the size it yeah. didn't have the height yeah it, it weighed absolutely nothing you know it was hilarious yeah yeah no no for sure and uh, yeah, like I said, thank you very much for sending that. It's it's going to be a great little truck for whoever ends up winning it. Uh, I'm super stoked to give it away. And the best part is I'm going to give my 1.0 Hotwire away with it so whoever wins it can program their ESC. You better sign it, dude. That's a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I guess I don't, I don't think about how long I've had that 1.0 Hotwire for and, and how long I've really been running Tekken speed controls and uh you know i do kind of kick myself because i had an original rs pro for a very short period of time and then i sold it to a buddy of mine to turn around and buy an rs gen 2 which i don't regret i still love my gen 2 it's a great little uh, esc but uh seeing the the how popular they've been in in the drag racing scene, man. If you have an old RS Pro, they're almost like a little nugget of gold to those guys. Even with the new oh, one coming out, like, yeah, no, the original RS Pro. I remember seeing new ones, even out of the package, but it, like not soldered on new, were going for like retail. <laughs> they were like three hundred something bucks. Yeah, on RC sometimes, you know, and it was just because there just wasn't another controller back then, and even sometimes currently that was built 
to handle that kind of load. I mean, when we first started doing eight scale electric testing, I had motors before I had speedos. I used an RS Pro with a BEC, a standalone BEC and an RS Pro to test eight scale motors when I first got started at eight scale. That's that's what we were testing. An RS Pro. An yeah, don't mind the loud noise in the back. Oh, I love my washer, but I t- seriously need to change the bearings in it. Yeah. Can you hear it? I hear, I hear something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that would be my washer and super duper spin cycle with the top part that I took off of it rattling against it. <laughs> nice. <sighs> and I can't reach it. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, dude, the RS Pros, like I remember I got to use one from a fellow racer back when I, you know, plugged in my RS Gen 2 backwards to get me through a, a weekend race that I was at. And that was the one thing. It's, it's to me, it was like King Kong of ESCs when it came to 10 scale based ESCs. You know what I mean? You could do anything with it. You could run any motor with it. It really just didn't care. It, it could care less. Yeah. I mean, it, it was ahead of its time back then. And you know, the nice part was, was that back then when brushless first started happening, it was, it was happening so quickly. I mean, when brushless first came out, we were still using round cells, you know, they were still like weird bonded rotors and things like this. And so when T can drop their first brushless stuff, um, initially it was sensorless. And then we, we found out really quickly that for racing, that wasn't quite good enough. And so they went straight to censored with it. And we were still just on the cusp of LiPo batteries that could actually run the time with full power. And so with the original RS Pro software was designed originally around nickel metal hydride. So no cutoff circuitry, nothing really in, you know, needing for that. And, you know, even back then, I'm pretty sure it was almost 400, you know, amps per phase. It was still ridiculous for power. It still handled anything you could throw at it power-wise. Yeah, yeah. No, and what I do love is is you seem to have followed suit. This is the one thing that I got a kick out of with when when the uh, when you guys announced the new RS Pros and the specs were listed on the website. I, I'm the kind of person that when somebody asks a question where the information is right there in front of them, I prefer to provide them with the link so they can see it as opposed to yep. just give them the answer. So I remember doing that, and the guy goes, you still didn't answer my question. I'm going, it doesn't say any turn limit. Like, look at all of other, Tekin's other stuff. It says under, you know, 2S, you know, what the, the motor limit is. So, you, like, for the RS Gen 2, for instance, under 2S, it's an 8.5 turn. Under 3S, it's a 10.5 turn. If it doesn't list it, to me, that means it doesn't have a motor limit. Now, I know these speed controls were brought back more for, um, you know, stock racing because they are such, I believe, as you have said it, they're the lowest on uh, internal resistance speed controls on the market to date. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the RS Pro, original RS Pro, really didn't have a motor limit either because when it first started coming out again, there was so much really going on. I mean, there was two and a half turn stuff. There was KVs. Four pole really wasn't out yet. So it kind of, the specs kind of evolved with the rest of the motor designs that were coming out. And with the RS Pro, now that we have four pole stuff, you got to kind of really be careful because a lot of times what guys don't understand between a two pole and a four pole isn't so much that the four poles necessarily like more power, obviously, but it's because the, the motor turns and, and the rating's totally different. So like our Pro 4 HD, is a one and a half turn motor. Yeah. A half turn. That's retarded. So can the RS Pro <laughs> run it? Well, sure. Should it? No. That's not what it's designed for. I mean, <laughs> it was brought back because when we started doing some of the testing, 
our oval team guys were like, dude, the RS Pro goes faster. We can show you on lap times. I'm like, okay, well, we can remake the RS Pro, no problem. We just have to update some hardware and change some stuff, but show it to me in laps. If you can show it to me on a track, on the on the race, and on a race clock, you know, not a dyno, not a voltmeter, not, no tools, show it to me in lap times, and it's noticeable just to go from an RSX to an RS Pro, I'll push for a Pro. Yeah. And they can show it to me. And, and basically, we know that when it comes to spec and stock racing at the highest levels, you know, low resistance batteries are huge. Everyone's doing like 70 amp discharge, 40 amp charge, eye chargers with all the gizmos. And we know that really low resistance motors are, are better than, than high resistance motors. The only thing left in that system is the speed controller. And yep. so when the guys, you know, when we remade some RS pros and had the guys test it, the proof was in the pudding. It's in the lap time. You can't deny it, period. I mean, you can see it in RPM on the data logger. You can see it in voltage. You can see it in lap times. So, you know, our team gets this from me all the time. I don't care is what happens as long as we can keep our temps in check and we can view it in lap times. I don't care what we what tools we use to get there. Mm-hmm. If we can win races and we can keep all the temperatures in check, I'm good. We'll race it. And so we did. I mean, we basically brought the RS Pro, you know, back with the black edition now. Um, you know, it's it's simple. It's clean. It's just like it was before, but it's just been upgraded with, like, the easy port. The BEC's bumped up to 5.5 amps. But when it comes to the motor limits... This thing's not really meant for four-wheel drive mod, for example, because can it run the motor? Yes. But the problem is, is that there's no heat dissipation in the speed controller. Yeah. It has those FETs out of anything that we make, but there's nothing to cool those FETs down. So will it run like a six-and-a-half turn in a four-wheel? Yes, it will. But it'll also run into the same problems the RS Pro did originally, which was at the five- and six-minute mark that we can run now at full speed, the speedo gets hot. Yep. You know, before when we were running round cell batteries, and we never made it that far. We were lucky to make five minutes before we dumped the car. But now the batteries are so good, the traction's so good, we can run 12 minutes strapped in a four-mod buggy at full speed. The RSX still wins that race because the, the heat sink, the billet aluminum housing, the optional fan, it runs, you know, 50, 80, 100 degrees cooler than an RS Pro. But if you go to a spec race, now the RSX is in at a, at a disadvantage simply because of resistance. The RS Pro will outrun the RSX on a spec class. Period. Yep. It just happened. Well, and, and when you when you did your your live Q and A and you kind of delved into that same the same thing you just kind of mentioned now, I was kind of because this year I've decided to race stock, both in four wheel drive and two wheel drive. The only thing that won't be stock will be my stadium truck, but I'm only running a thirteen five in it. So it's going to be close to stock. I, I kind of, I've seen a bit of a push to kind of say, let's call stadium truck, like make it 13.5 Blinky as a stock class. I kind of think that would be cool to see um, because I know how much fun my truck is to drive with a 13.5 in it. It never lacks to clear any jump that I need it to clear with a 13.5. Um, yeah. y- you know what I mean? That's I'd love to see that happen. Chances of it are probably slim to none because that's a big change to ask you know, roar or any sanctioning body to really consider. Um, but I was kind of glad that these came out when they did, because I was getting ready to order ESCs for this upcoming season, knowing that I was running stock. I was just going to go with RS Gen 2s because they're a smaller footprint. I don't need the jam that the 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 RSX has for the kind of racing I was planning on doing. And, you know, I've ran an RS Gen 2 with a 9.5 turn motor in my two-wheel drive buggy before and never had heat issues whatsoever with it. It's yeah. o- it's always ran really well. So I was confident that even if I decided to 
you know, halfway through the season, put, you know, back, put another nine, five in my two wheel drive buggy or, you know, go to a 10, five instead in my wheeler that those ESCs could handle it. Cause I'm not a marathon racer. The longest we race normally is seven minutes. Right. So, but yeah, yeah no, I mean, these little hot ticket items came out and I was like, Oh yay. Advantage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the RS Gen 2 is a great controller, but I mean, when it comes to, again, taking advantage of every little thing that adds up to tents on a racetrack, the, the pro is kind of going to win that stuff out. But yeah, I mean, can it run an 8.5 and a 2? Well, yeah, of course it can. You know, as long as you can keep the speed controller under thermal temps and stuff like that, the speed is going to be perfectly fine. It just depends on the applications, you know. But like if I go to my local Astro track and I go put a 6.5 in my two-wheel, the RS Pro is going to overheat. I mean, it's just a matter of time. It's literally minutes. How many minutes can I run? So it depends on how long the mains and stuff are. But yeah, like, again. The RS Pro wasn't brought back out for mod racing. We have the RSX for that. You know, it's pretty simple for that. Yep, yep, for sure, for sure. I totally agree with you uh, on on those aspects. And I, I'm not asking too, too many crazy questions because you covered a whole ton of stuff on your live Q&A, um, which that is still on Facebook, right? Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't tend to take anything like that down unless it's really bad. So <laughs> but I'll ask all the questions you want because not everyone tunes into that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't always go back and watch a lot of live video feeds myself personally probably should but i don't well what i was going to suggest is for anybody wondering um go check it out there is a whole ton of information in that video um that you don't you you won't really regret watching it um because you'll pick up on a lot of things but what i do want to make sure i do ask is we did have a couple of people ask uh questions um and the biggest one that i got was from jeremy dre uh, and I want to talk about it now because he's kind of asking which speedo is best. So, and what he's asking for 10 scale stock racing, which is the best, the RS pro black edition, RS gen two or the RSX. And I'll let you answer that one, but I think it's pretty straightforward after the conversation we just had. <laughs> it is pretty straightforward after the conversation, but yeah, if, if, if I would put an RS pro black edition in any stock, serious stock spec class race car that I was racing period. I mean, 10.5, 13.5, 17.5, whatever it was. If I'm racing spec, I am not going to sit there and leave an advantage on the table when I know I can put a black edition in the car. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, the RS Gen 2, for example, compared to like the RS Gen 2 spec, the biggest difference between those obviously is motor limit, but the biggest one, in my opinion, was the high voltage BEC. And so we actually took the, the BEC out of the RS Gen 2 and slammed it into the RS Pro black edition. So now it's there's really nothing to give up when it comes to that. As, as long as you can... Physically fit the RS Pro, which you should have no problems in because the footprint's the same. Mm-hmm. It really, the cars nowadays, most of them are underweight to begin with. I, like, I run Yokomos. Those are underweight all the time. So there's no weight disadvantage. Yeah. You can run an RS Pro Black Edition in anything. I mean, we ran the guys. You know, Matt Olson, for example, ran RS Gen 2s in his two-wheel drive in his four-wheel drive 13.5 car. One April Fool's, been winning lots of races going around, traveling on JBRO, and he put the Black Edition in. He didn't change motors right away. He just put the black editions in, and even he can tell immediately that there's more punch. You, you just can't. I mean, I, I know it's kind of an expensive thing to test, but <laughs> I, I can't stress that enough that if you're curious and you want to scratch the itch, trust me, do it. Pull the trigger because I guarantee you that if even if you don't, for whatever reason, like it, which I kind of find hard to believe sometimes, the drag race guys will eat these things up as fast as they hit the market. I mean, they're they're already trying to get a hold of these things and are having a hard time with it to begin with. So. Oh yeah, I'm, trust me, I'm I'm close enough to the the guys in California drag racing and the guys in Texas drag racing, and, and I've seen the clamor for these ESCs. And it was just one of those when I seen them, it's like, okay, I need to get my order in. I need to get a couple of these in my toolbox 
to put in my cars and to have because I know they're going to be a hot ticket item and I just don't want to see them be unavailable for another three months because the first run of them is just gone like that. So yeah, I was super excited. I got myself a couple of them and uh, I can't wait to put them in. But speaking a little bit about uh, Wheeler and, and everything like that, because um, I know you touched on it briefly, very briefly on the your Q&A, the new Techno four-wheel drive buggy that's coming out, I've ordered one. That's how convinced I am about this car. I sold okay. my I sold my four four three, literally. What day was it? Thursday, and then Friday. Of course, Techno came out with the part three where they actually showed the chassis layout. And as soon as I seen the chassis layout, you know I'm not super aficionado on setup. I you know I know what works. And when I seen the layout on that car, I'm like, this is gonna work. Like this is really really gonna work. So I, yeah. I, I ordered one right, right away, and I know you had briefly talked about it. Um, can we elaborate a little bit more on that? Like, Because like, I know you got to see it uh, before everybody else because a team, a Tekken driver was the guy kind of piloting it. So, Yeah, so we, we were down at the Surf City Race over at OCRC Raceway, and uh, Mason Epley is one of our uh, uh, team drivers, and he runs for Techno. And so he was there running the car, and uh, they did a really good job of keeping everyone away from it. Uh, including me at some point, and they had like everyone was giving Mason a hard time because the bodies were all painted white, including the windows. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to seeing inside this thing even through the windows, and um, they like they, they down. Daniel was pretty happy with the way it was going. We were kind of detuning some stuff on Mason's car because it was a little too fast for the track, and it made it a little easier for him to drive. And so at one point, they had to show me what was in it because the question was appropriate to what i needed to see what was going on and so it's a i saw that it was a very unique layout i mean obviously everyone's seen it now mm-hmm. but for me it looks like a shrunken down eight scale buggy because yeah. the battery's forward everything's forward the motor's kind of towards the back and so it, it, it made sense to me watching mason drive the car because it doesn't necessarily have like a pendulum effect in the turns like a lot of cars inherently do because the battery and everything's so far back you know they're so worried about rear grip but the way the guys have kind of approached this build is that they really didn't follow what everyone else was doing for the most part, which is kind of unique to Techno because that's usually how they do it. Yeah. Um, they already have a combination that works really well on their 8-scale electric program, and they kind of just transferred it over to 10-scale. I think it's going to be a good car. I mean, it's, it seems, you know, all the parts look they look good. I mean, it, it, it looks super beefy. That's for sure. I mean, that car looks mega durable. So uh, I know Mason tried to break it a couple times on accident, but, like, it never broke. It just kept <laughs> going. So, I mean, he, he definitely hung it out there. But, um I think that they they definitely took notice of the 13.5 class. Um, they were testing the black editions and our spec R motors before everyone else caught them a little bit too, just to make sure that they were understanding where we were headed and where we think the whole market's going to go when it comes to that specific class. And they were pretty hip hop with everything. I mean, they, they they really tested a lot of SDRs over at Travis Brock's place, and and uh, I, I think that'll be a solid car on any class that it's stuck into, 13.5 or mod. I, I just think it's a good car. I think it has, it looks like it's really easy to work on, which a lot of these four-wheel drive cars aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting better for sure, but I, I think that they, dang on the guys at Techno did a good job with that car. I'm excited for it to come to the class. Yeah, yeah, and so am I. Like I said, for me, people that have listened to the NBM podcast since forever, since I've had my, my 443, um, know my love affair with that car. That car has been my ride or die. That's my favorite car to drive, whether it was loaded with a six and a half turn in it or when I put a 13.5 in it and did, you know, wicked little things with it, with that, mo- with that kind of a motor in it. It, it, 
I love that car. For me to let it go now, the one part about letting it go that I'm totally okay with is the guy who bought it is a listener of the podcast, and on top of that, he said it's going to be going to OCRC. Now, I don't know how great it's going to do considering how old it is, but at the same time, I think that's pretty cool. You know, my I brought that car to Vegas with me. It ran at RC Tracks Las Vegas on the 10 scale track there. Now it's going to end up in California and have a chance to go to OCRC. Kind of... It's like seeing your your kid go off to college, kind of for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like cool. My wheeler's cool going to do something. It's cool to see a race car stale go to a race track, right? Yeah, and not get in some dude's garage and never seen again. So for sure, that's always cool. Yeah. So, and I was really shocked when I put it up for for sale. It went in like fifteen minutes, which blew my mind. I'm like, wow, that was way faster than I anticipated, but. Uh, it, it allowed me to put in the order for the techno, so I can't wait for that thing to drop. Uh, hopefully, there's no pushbacks, and I'll have it for this upcoming indoor racing season for me up this way. And yeah, I can, I, like I said, I can't wait to run that car. I think it's going to be a game changer for sure. Yeah, the the car that Mason had, it looked pretty production. I don't remember seeing anything on there that looked temporary or or like 3D printed or anything like that. I mean, that car looked pretty solid and ready to go. I mean, Daniel seemed pretty confident when I talked to him about it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Sweet. So that's going to be a whole lot of car building in September for me. I got to build my Yokomo and I got to build the Techno and I can't wait to do both. Heck yeah. They're, they're good builds. I'm sure that I haven't built, obviously no one's really built the Techno, but the Yokomo is good together pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I have a friend of mine that last year he was running an X-Ray. He wasn't overly happy he loves the stadium truck from X-Ray, but he wasn't really crazy on the wheeler or the two-wheel drive. And actually, I don't think he had the wheeler, but on the two-wheel drive anyway. So he uh, switched over to a Yokomo two-wheel drive this year, and he said, "Dude, it's you're gonna love the build. It's by far the best build I've ever done." So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I cannot believe it's actually sat for since June or May or June. It sat in the box. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That's like, not, yeah. That's almost unacceptable. Well, yeah. but see, the issue is for me, and, and you've I've said this before, where I am, I get to race in the winter. There's really nowhere else to race but indoors on carpet in the winter. Yeah. So I bought it at the end of last season uh, because I moved out the B5M to a guy who's going to start racing this year and just getting back into the hobby. And, like, for him, it was perfect. The car is ready to go the way it is. He doesn't have to buy a bunch of hop-ups or upgrades for it because I've got a ton of stuff on it. And when it went, it was like, okay, well, i got to appropriate the funds to replace it right now because I'm a terrible person with money sometimes, and I'd buy things that I really want and not a kit. <laughs> so I bought the kit and put it on the shelf and said, okay, so come the early fall i will build it so it's getting to that point now and like i said now that i got you know motor ESC servo everything's all sitting here waiting i was kind of dragging my feet on it because i really wanted to have the esc when i build it because i want to build it start to finish put my oh, receiver yeah. in it and drive it around in my basement once it's done <laughs> so, sure you know um so that's what i kind of been waiting for so i can't wait to build it because yeah like i said everybody keeps telling me these yokomo cars go together nice so looking forward to that yeah. So I got another question for you from uh, Joe Zayer. He wants to know, with Roar setting some guidelines uh, on stock motors this year, will Tekken be able to catch up to the uh, Motive and R1 Works and Phantoms? Yeah, we, we knew. Uh, he's, he's talking about the Roar, the new Roar rules that are coming for uh, specs, spec slash stock motors. Uh, I don't think they've actually posted those rules on their own website yet, but we, we knew about them already. Uh, Roar actually kind of approached the manufacturers and just asked for their input on 
these suggestions that they were kind of trying to move forward with. And, and we already knew at that time the spec R was under development already. We were already in the middle of testing it. We kind of knew where that those were coming down the pipeline. So the the R the spec R right now I believe is roar approved pending availability uh, uh, verification, which just means that Roar's got to say that okay I can buy them at three places. And I know SDRC's already got that done. Uh, there's a couple other places that just need to post them, so we're good there. It's already technically approved. They just got to verify that they're before they get put up on the website. Uh, RS Pro Black Edition is already approved. It's already on the website. In regards to him saying, can we catch the R1s or the motive guys or whatever, uh, Matt Olson just this last weekend raced at RC Madness at the Turf Nationals, uh, JC Turf Nationals, tripled over first the second place driver on lap one and then tripled over the leader on lap three. In 17.5, two-wheel drive buggy, and then just won the and just led the rest of the race. Uh, don't get me wrong; those guys were really fast, and they were definitely pushing Matt around. Um, but I mean, th- I think we're already there. They were already running other stuff, you know, team screen, whatever they were running in their cars. Uh, Matt's been, you know, he dominated four-wheel drive 13.5 at that race. I mean, he TQ'd and pretty much walked away from everybody. Um, I think we're already there. I mean, the on-road guys at the paved Nats warm-up race set the fastest lap with the RS Pro Black Edition and a spec R. And those guys were running R1s and anything else they could get their hands on at that race. So I'm already confident that this spec R will run up against anything that, that's out there on the market right now. So I think we're good. I think we're there. I'm going to have nice, I think I'm going to have to order a couple of those. <laughs> what's, what's nice about the spec R and something I kind of want to drive home with everybody that's listening is that it's not an all the cart motor. So what I mean by an all the cart motor is there's lots of manufacturers out there that are saying, okay, here's the base motor, here's the base price. But then if you want like the leather seats, the power seats, the, the Gucci radio system and the, the you know the LED lights is going to cost you this much more money. Yeah. With the spec R, we didn't do that. So it already has ABEC 5 bearings in it. All our Gen 3 motors already do. The spec R comes with the, the high-torque yellow rotor, which was previously an option on the Gen 3. But with all our testing, the entire team just swears by the yellow rotor. So guess what? It's included in the spec R. There are no options with the spec R. You literally can pop it out of the box, set the can timing, Drop the gear in your car, and you can go win a race, which is exactly what Matt Olson did. Mm-hmm. Matt Olson had his motors the day before he left on the airplane to Matt Tarsi Madness, soldered all this stuff up at the track, called me for a setup, that, that just to make sure the gearing and the setup and everything was good to go, and then there there it was. I mean, he was able to TQ and win races. So um, he didn't have any, like, super-duper special team motors. I mean, he literally had stuff that was in the box that was ready to go to another, you know, a dealer or wherever it was headed, and we pulled some for him and got him some stuff. I mean... The nice thing is with our motors is that they seem to be really, really consistent. We don't really have what I call flying rotors, which they're like 15, 16 on the symmetry or really crazy sensor board stuff. We really don't have that issue. Our stuff's really, really good QA-wise. So, yeah. I mean, the Gen 3 motor was really good, but I think the Spec R is just like a next level type of thing. It, it's so much faster than what we had before to the point where when you get one, if you haven't gotten one yet, there's a warning label on the pinion shaft. There's a sticker on the pinion shaft that says you need to reduce your gearing by 10 to 15 percent with this motor, which means in a like a two-wheel drive stock buggy, if you used to run like 7230 or 7231, you're going to be gearing this thing like 7226, 7227, <laughs> and it's still faster. Yeah, holy. Like, yeah, like it's it's still fast, and it, it it's it just seemingly never stops revving out. It just has legs for days. It's hilarious. It's not. It's like funny to watch everyone's first time driving it, because they're just like, "You got to be kidding me!" I'm like, "No, dude, trust me. The gearing's right there." No way. I'm like, "Trust me. Run the gearing," and then they'll run it. Like, I'll get a text message from a team driver. Oh my god! I'm like, I told you the whole time. 
Trust me, I'm a test these for months. And it's cool because they, it, it, it's so off compared to what everybody else is doing. You know, to tell them you're five pinions lower than them at an off-road race, they just, like, look at you like, you're retarded. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just motor them down the straightaway. I'm like, gotcha. You know, it was cool. I mean, watching Matt double and, you know, where those guys were double signaling and Matt was able to triple during the pass. I mean, it was it was, it was perfect. Yeah. The camera just couldn't have shown it any better. I was laughing this morning, all morning. So it was good stuff. Yeah, no, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to order a few of those. Okay. I highly recommend. Well, cause, cause I remember when, when you guys came out with the gen threes, they were a mass improvement from the gen twos. And now yeah. it sounded like to me, like these spec R's are even another leap of improvement o- on top of the gen threes. And I know how, how nice the gen threes were. So that's, uh, yeah. that's awesome. That, that's definitely yeah. hmm, making now, me think. The other thing too, is with like originally with the gen three, there was like a standard motor and then there was an RPM motor. With the spec R, they're just all short stack RPM style motors. So they I mean, they work in the heavier classes like short course and stadium. Like I ran stadium truck down at OCRC and I had fast laps and stuff like that. And, and you can do it, but kind of like you were touching on earlier, like 17.5 stadium truck and 17.5 short course, it's almost kind of painful to, to drive because there just isn't, uh, there just isn't enough power. You know, there's not enough rip, there's not enough wheel speed. It's it's not really a practice and throw any kind of throttle control. You just mash it. Like you yeah, really can't. Yeah. So, so like with a heavier car, I think they really should move those to 13.5. I, I think that eventually it's, it's not really going to come down to roar. It's going to come down to the clubs. Cause like when I, when I was, when I owned the track back home and the guys were like, we should run 17.5 short course. I'm like, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll put a 17.5 in your truck and then you drive it and tell me if you like it. And every one of them came back and I'm like, dude, that sucks so bad. I was like, I tried telling you, if you guys want to do like a spec motor, do 13.5 or do 17.5 with boost. Because they all had 17.5 motors. I'm like, well, just boost them then. What's that? I'm like, well, you put a bunch of timing in the speed control, you drop like six pinions, and then your 17.5 is kind of like a 13.5 or a 10.5. And then they all went out and tried that, and that's what they ended up running. Yeah. So they just yeah. like, boosted. That was fun. Like, it had enough power where like the truck would actually pull a wheelie a little bit here and there. And, that was usable power, and and maybe that's something to consider. But yeah, no, seventeen five stadium trucks kind of painful. I raced it a couple times lately, just testing these motors and, and testing everything else. But yeah, when you can scratch your nose down the straightaway, that that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that that phrase used before. I love that. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can take a moment in seventy five stadium truck to, so to you, scratch your. Yes, yeah, so when yeah. you got that itch that you need to scratch, you got time. You got time for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we all have been on the driver's stand, I'm sure, with that scratch going, oh, my God, I can't even ignore it. I need to scratch the scratch. Got that one bead of sweat you know is going to hit you right in the eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So we got we to gotta talk serious here for a minute, Randy. Oh, geez. When are we going to see these wireless speed controls and motors? <laughs> wow um probably not for a while maybe a couple more months uh no all joking aside um <laughs> i don't think we're anywhere near wireless propulsion at the moment um I, there was some kind of crazy stuff that were like the motor and speed controller kind of made it all on the one can do you remember some of those for a while yeah yeah um, there's a reason why those don't stick around and, and it's one of those things where i don't think you'll see too much modularity changing. I, mean, I know a couple companies have done like the receiver and the speed controller and stuff like that. But the problem is, is that because of like, you know, accidental reverse polarities or if something else shorts out and takes another component with it, when you start putting it all in a box, 
that gets really expensive to replace when one piece of it goes bad. Yeah. It's kind of like a smartphone, right? Like you can you can replace a cracked screen nowadays, but if you go smoke the microprocessor, like you're into a seven hundred dollar, eight hundred dollar phone. So, mm-hmm. yep. You know, there's also you know certain combinations that when we all first got started with this, like you run the LRP speed controller with the Novak motor because it was faster, and you could t- you could see it. So I, th- I think with with where the market's headed now, there is a, a nice the consumers want a choice. They might not like your motor, but they like your speed controller, right? I mean, you, I've heard guys say like, "Well, I, I really didn't like the, the Gen Two motor; like it ran awesome, but I didn't like it because it was red." You know, when you look at the Gen Three, we 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 still wanted to keep the look Tekken, yeah. so we still red in there. So we have this nice, sexy piano black can, but there's a red ring around it, which of course, unfortunately, gets knocked off by a couple other companies here and there. But yay! But you know, some of the same with the RS Pro Black Edition. You know, everyone's like, you know, the white cases and everything was cool, but we're kind of going back to where everything's just got a nice, clean, but really edgy look to it. But it's clean. Yeah. You know, it's in. The it looks like it all goes together. So. Um, when it, but back to your question, no wireless speed controllers and motors. No, no, that's, that's like microwave and stuff like that. No, I, I'd like to stay away from that right now. I think that'd be a good idea. You know, you might have some cross modulation on a straightaway, like your buddy's speed controllers driving your motor and like going the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. But I'd probably, that's probably a bad idea. I don't think we should do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew you got a kick out of that when I dropped that one on you. So I had to mention it here. Oh yeah. We're, we're going to get there. I mean. We, you know, I was joking with the guys one time, the engineering guys, and we we're going over like, an issue with the hot wire Bluetooth at the time. And I go, we just need NFC, right? Like if you have a cell phone, if you know what tap and pay is, that's NFC is near field communication. I'm like, yep. it's going to give them tap and pay. Like they put in the settings on their cell phone and they just tap the speed controller like a magic wand and booyah, it's programmed and it's done. And they looked at me like, what are you stupid? I'm like, but it would work. Like, <laughs> that, that would be friggin' awesome. No, it would be totally hilarious. We're like, no, like that won't work if there's a radio system. There's like, there's radio signals. I'm like, but just turn it off. But like, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, I just come up with this stuff that you guys have to fix. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To- I'm just the idea guy. But I yeah. gave you the idea. You figure out how to make it work. That's not my problem. It's gonna be super cool when you get it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> now, now my luck. Somebody's gonna fast forward into the podcast, miss the fact that we've been joking, and just hear that part and hit stop. And go, oh my god, I need to call. Did you hear what Tegan's about to do? <laughs> Dude, look at it any other way. Any press is good press. Yeah, so true. even if he, as long as he likes and shares it, yeah. it's good. Yeah, right. Yeah. April Fools. Yeah, for sure. A little early, but hey, we got it. It's April somewhere. Some dimension. Yeah, probably. I can't disagree with you on that that one for that's for sure. So yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, that was a good question. Wireless motors <laughs> <and> controllers. <laughs> Yeah, oh. when you just responded with ha ha ha, I'm like, okay, that's I gotta, yeah, I gotta mention yeah. that. <laughs> so, I know a few people have been asking, and it's been going around. Um, when will be the when will the official software uh, for the RS Pros be available? Uh, I, I think we're actually trying to get it on the website today, uh, okay. but I think there was an issue updating the the, the web page or, or something along those lines. I actually have given it out to a couple of customers. So if you're one of those customers that has an RS Pro Black Edition and you need the software, just shoot me an email at support at teamteakin.com and I'll make sure you get a link to it. Um, we're giving out guys like temporary links that are good for like an hour or something like that. But 
I believe that should get the website updated probably by the time you get this podcast up. It should be out there. So if they just go to teamtegan.com forward slash hotwire, they should be able to get that software probably by the time this podcast is up. Perfect. That'll be awesome. Yeah, because I probably won't get to edit this till tomorrow, so it probably won't go up till tomorrow night. Uh, Okay, for sure. So, yeah, because after we get done, I'll be heading to bed because the real job is going to call first thing in the morning, of course, for me to do. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. I forgot how. I wish I didn't know what that's like, but unfortunately, this whole podcasting thing isn't quite... uh, It's doing all right. It's helping with the hobby, that's for sure, but it's... (laughs) Yeah. Not paying the bills, that's for sure. <laughs> Not paying the bills yet. I'll have to work on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, so um, I don't think I have really too many other questions, and I don't want to drag it out overly long because, of course, I already made you wait like an hour longer than we agreed upon, so I kind of feel bad about that. Um, oh, it's all right. I- I'm here for you. I try to make myself available and be flexible when I set these things up. So whatever yeah. you guys no, and, and I appreciate it. You know, that's the one thing that you, you've always been really, really, um, you know, easy to, to talk to, ask questions, um, and that I appreciate more than you know because there's just every once in a while you get one of those ones that just doesn't really, you know what I mean? You get you kind of get that weird response from them or, or something like that, and it kind of off puts you off a little. So, but Well, are you talking about like a pro racer or something like that? Uh Maybe a little bit on the pro racer side. I have an example that I'll tell you not on the podcast because I really don't want to put it out there. Uh, that okay. recently just happened. Uh, but yeah, no, just I want you to know that from my perspective, thank you for being as approachable and helpful as you are because I've bugged you now for the last like three years for tips on stuff and this, that, and you've always been more than willing to give me any information that you could to, to help me. And that's. For anybody listening, reach out to Randy if you got a question. He he'll answer it as best as he can, and that's all I can say to that. It's just yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess where I kind of, I'm, I'm not obviously like a super talented RC racer. Like I have my regular moments, like everyone else does, really in this hobby or sport. But why? Why? Since I try to make up for my lack of talent, I try to make up with my 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 wealth of knowledge. So if I can't be talented, I'm just going to sound like I know what I'm talking about all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I just remember being a young kid, really getting into the hobby early on. And, you know, it's one of those things where you did run into those random people from time to time that were able to take the time, explain it to you, and you learned it. You actually genuinely learned it. And it's cool to talk to people when they get the same thing. You can see it in their eyes. They're like, oh, I totally grabbed that now. Oh my God, I totally understand like all of this. And that's cool. Like when you get to share that knowledge and, and, and see people kind of grow and then they get to turn around and share that with somebody else too. That's, that's really rewarding for me. I, I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally have to agree with you on that. Cause that's kind of been my whole approach to, to the hobby because I'm, I'm not, you know, like I, I liked your phrase that you used uh, in your Q and a where you're like a, uh, uh, a B main driver with an A main car. Yeah. Cause, cause that's, that, that's totally me. You know, my cars have put in the right hands are good cars. You know, I've, I've kind of figured out setup for the style of racing I do. Um, yeah. you know, what works and what makes the car super drivable and responsive. And I just have a hard time putting the pieces together for that. So that's the side of the hobby I've more of embraced is how can I help everybody else to have a better day? You know, if I know how to solve a problem they're having or if they're having an issue 
you know, with their speed control, you, you know, I just, I try and help out as, as much as I can because that's what I can offer back to, to the hobby from, from my end. So, yeah. And, and, exactly. and I, I was at the, I was at the track the other day doing some testing and there was a couple of guys that found out I was there. So they came down and would like, ask me some questions. They're like, like, how did you learn all this stuff? And well, I did a lot of this just over time, but obviously I did talk to people that like showed me how to do this stuff. And they were like, well, why do you, why do you run this charger when you can run one of those? And I'd explain it to them. Well, I run it because of this. And I don't like that part of that charger. And I, I just don't like the way it works. This one works for me and here's why. And it's amazing to see like a lot of times when you go to these really big races and you see these super high end pros and, and they're there to work and that's fine. The, the pros are there with a different mentality than probably 90% of the people there. And that can be intimidating to talk to sometimes versus me. I was, I missed one of my qualifying runs at surf city because I was helping a guy install a brand new RSX in his car because he blew up like his old Novak. So he, he bought an RSX in the shop, brought it to me. And he had like, I think he had like 10 minutes to get this thing in the car. He's like, you think you can do it? I'm like, Oh yeah, I can get this thing done in like five minutes. Just, just, just give me the car. We'll, we'll walk away. You can watch, but like, just don't talk to me while I'm doing it. That way I get it in there and everything's good. And I think I did it in like, I don't know, four and a half minutes or something like that. And he was like, dude, like it's all the wires all clean. All the solder joints look good. I'm like, yeah, man, I think I've installed like, I don't know, a thousand speed controllers before. It's like, <laughs> it's fine. And he's like, well, is it done? I'm like, yeah, it's done. It's programmed because calibrated your radio. Like you're good to go. You've got plenty of time to go through tech. And he was like, dude, there's no way I could have got that done. And you did it in like four minutes. I'm like, it's cool. Do me a favor. Just go enjoy your qualifier. And they're like, Randy Pike to the track. I'm like, just, I'm waving at the RD going, there's no way. Like, yeah, my no. car is on it. Like, we're good. Like, <laughs> and the guy was tripping. He's like, well, dude, I, like, is that, you missed your race. I'm like, it's okay. There's like three more rounds. I was like, my racing's like a distant second, important wise to our customers, like enjoying their cars and having their experience. I'm being paid to be here. Yeah. You know, you, you took time off work. You know, you, you paid big money to be here. I'm being compensated to be here. It's the other side of that coin. Mm -hmm. So yeah, make sure you have fun. I'm, I'm here working. So yeah, I'm totally having fun, but like I'm being paid to have fun. So, you know, have fun and enjoy your car. And he was pumped, you know, he, he went faster and he had a good run and, and he actually made the round. And so it was good for him. And that guy was all the way actually from Ireland. He wasn't wow. even a local. He totally. was out from, yeah, he's totally from a different country. So like I found that out after the fact, but that was totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that, that kind of story, that's the kind of like that hits home for me. I'm always, you know, like Mike and I used to go racing all the time together. And recently he's kind of had life happen in a big way where he started his own business and he's kind of had to make sacrifices. And the biggest one has been his hobby, but we'd go racing and he'd have a problem with one of his cars and, you know, whether it be a broken part or this, that, or the other thing. And a lot of times he's like, no, I'm just not going to mess with it. He'd walk away. I'd grab his car and start wrenching on it. He'd come back and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm not letting you miss out on racing because you don't want to fix it. I'll fix it. I don't care. I got nothing else to do. Yep. You know, yep. and I'd, I'll do that for anybody. You know, if somebody has a broken this, a broken that, and, you know, like you said, with soldering, I've kind of taken a, a, a knack to it. I love doing it. Um, I'm very finicky about, you know, wires looking nice and things looking good. You know, like I've done it to Mike's cars like five times. He'll bring them over here for a little wrench session. He'll take the shocks off and start building shocks and the car will sit there and I'll grab it and I'll rewire it for him. And he goes, what'd you do that for? I'm like, well, it looks a lot prettier now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, it doesn't look like it's going to blow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't look like a bomb, you know, <laughs> like, bro, this is an electronic device that we're going to cross the United States border to go race. And it kind of looked like it might've been like Unabomber-ish or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it looks sketchy, dude. Yeah. You got to fix it. So I, lo- I love doing that, and a lot of times I do bring my soldering station to the track with me for that reason because, you know, I've had instances where people have had, you know, uh, a wire come off or come unsoldered because maybe they're learning and stuff like that, and I just, I'll fix it. I don't mind. I love doing that. So I, I so relate to that, That's and it makes me feel better when I have these conversations and know that, that other people do that as well at races because I'm not the only one, right? It, it makes more sense. And that brings me to a question that I kind of want to ask you that I don't think any, like, I've never heard you talk about it. How did the whole becoming the team manager for Teakin thing, like, really come about? Like, what led up to that? Like, what were you doing, say, six months prior to be being asked to be the team manager for Teakin? Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I've ever been asked that on the podcast or anything like that. I mean, I've had that conversation at a, you know, after party something or other at a race or whatever. But so, um Long story short, I suppose, before I got into RC racing as a job, I was actually an auto tech. So I used to work on, on Mopar, more specifically Jeeps, Chrysler, things like that. And I was a shop foreman. And uh, I was on a competitive softball league through the, through the dealership that we were working on. And I had a really bad collision at first base. So I was playing second base, which if you know, if you've seen me physically, it's kind of funny to begin with. But our second baseman was out. And uh, so I got stuck in that position, which is hilarious. And I backed up my first baseman. He healed a, a, glo- a ball off his glove. So I was full stride, which, again, if you see me, is that's not something that's going to slow down very quickly. <laughs> and uh, I can move pretty quick for a big guy. So yeah. I beat the, beat the runner to the bag. But there's, supposed, there's a safety bag. So there's one off to the left, and he's supposed to touch his bright orange because it's supposed to be safe. And I touched the white bag. Well, he didn't do that. And our, our knees literally collided on the bag oh. at full speed. And, again – I was probably, I probably had this guy by like 60 pounds. So I won and he didn't. So he ended up dislocating his knee and I just kind of got a a knee stinger. So I kind of rolled out of it and I just didn't have feeling for a couple seconds, but I kind of walked away from it. Yeah. The worst part was, was this was the second game of the day. My wife and kids were there. I actually even think my mom might've been there for this one. And the sound made them all sick. Now they were cool. Once I walked away from it, I was just like, let's go, next play. But the other guy, like, they had to stop and, and get him off the field, and there was an ambulance. And so that was kind of a realization that I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> um, because at the time, I was the only one that worked. Yeah, you know, my wife stayed at home. That was a decision we made a long time ago. She stayed with the kids, and yeah. I went to work. Time with that meant I put in 10 or 12 hours a day to make that happen. We did, and that was okay. Yep. Uh, yep. So – she, you know, the, the ride home was a little somber and quiet. And she's like, you need to find another hobby. <laughs> like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so I kind of finished out the season and I said, well, I used to race RC cars back in the day. So she's like, yeah, as, as long as you don't get hurt, I don't care. So I picked up a couple cars and kind of got back into it. So fast forward a couple years later, um, we opened up a hobby shop because I really enjoyed it. And um, I thought there was a decent business opportunity at the time because our local town didn't have a hobby shop. Right. And so we opened up a hobby shop. We had it for a couple of years. And during that time, at a trade show that was for dealers, I met Jim and Sherry Campbell, who were bringing back Tekken at the same time. Yeah. So I got to meet them at a trade show because we were actually, Matt Francis is a friend of ours, and uh, not to drop names, but that's, we were walking around him. He got, he wanted to get a lot of the low booth for a little while, so we kind of walked around with him and kind of shooting the shit, and that's when we met Jim and Sherry, and um, I got invited to test some the, the Tekken Speedos at the time. Cause I was sponsored and I was doing some stuff for motor tuning for the local guys. I had a dyno and stuff in my garage. I was going full nerd and um, him and his kid came down for the roar paved nationals at speed world raceway in Roseville, California. 
So Billy Bowen's a good friend of mine, and he you know, mentioned that Jim's son's car was like really slow and that I could tune the motors for him. So I had Jim and Sherry and their son Tyson come to our shop, and I had a dyno at the, at the shop, so I was kind of tuning all this stuff up for him, and that's how we kind of met and got a little bit more had personal conversations. And fast forward a little bit further, the existing team manager was uh, not – not hauling the mail so they they removed him and asked if i wanted to do it and restructure the team and kind of just take it to where i thought it should go and um a couple years about i don't know a couple years into it after that point the auto industry like, what 2006 kind of just took a face plant yep and um jim's like well hey i mean if you got nothing going on and i was uh, taking some time off because i have plenty of money in the bank at the time uh, i was a really good tech uh, not to toot my own horn but i did really well it was pretty rare for me not to make six figures a year um, just because I hustled, and uh, I had time, money in the bank. I had time on my hands. It was the kids were out of school. It was like right at the beginning of summer vacation, so they shipped me up to Idaho for a month and uh, put me and my family up in this cool little cottage. And we did a lot of testing on brushless stuff. And and uh, he offered me a job, and and it was a uh, a lot less money than I was making working on cars, but I was I was pretty happy with it. And uh, we just slowly built it and kind of made it work. And um, now I'm here there doing it now. I think I've been there for eleven or twelve years now. I think with Tekin as a team manager. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool job. I mean, it's, I can go back and just look at like where, like where it started, where it went through, like all the changes in RC and look back and be like, dude, I've been there for all of that. Like, that's really cool because you know, we've got, you know, the black edition kind of come full circle for the first brushless speedo and we've got servos coming out now. And, you know, to see the Bluetooth go, the hot wire Bluetooth come out and get going and do the app development. I've learned a ton of stuff just, you know, Jim's one of those guys that he's usually one of the smartest people in the room, but he doesn't always like you don't know that necessarily. Right. And we kind of jokingly refer to him as Lex Luthor because he'll let you hang yourself with all the rope that you can take <laughs> and then point out that you're stupid. And here's why when you're done. <laughs> it's cool because you get to learn from guys like that, you know, and, and we, we've seen so many things happen that where the industry's kind of twisted and turned and, and that CT can still doing it and, you know, dominating eight scale electronics. And yeah, we don't, we don't obviously, we might not win every single race, but it's, we're obviously, you know, we're the ones that everyone's shooting at, you know, it, it's hilarious to see like other companies, even bigger name companies mimic your look, mimic your vibe, like try to do what you're doing. You know, I've even had other manufacturers say like, we've got a guy that just watches you and does tries to do what you do online. Like he literally <laughs> does what, whatever you're doing. He's trying to do that. And I've had them tell me this at trade shows. I'm like, well, that's, it's kind of creepy, but I mean, I get it, but I don't, I'm the best at doing what I'm doing, but cool. I, I think, I think that's cool. Right. And you know, they say that imitation is the biggest form of flattery and sometimes it pisses you off. But at the same time, if you, you think about that for a minute, you're like, okay, well they just made their motor look just like our motor. And I guess that's good. Right. You know, there was, yeah, yeah. there, there was a, there was one of the companies that you can, you can Google and figure out which one it was, but, we did the R8, the RX8. They released a speed controller called the R8X, <laughs> and I was like, "That's not like you can't not do that on purpose. There's no other way to do that, but on purpose." Ain't right. But they did it, and I was just like, "I'm pissed." And Jim's like, "Well, we can't do anything about it." I'm like, "I don't know. I, I kind of want to go on social media and like blast them for it, but." He's like, we won't do anything. I'm like, it make you feel better. Yeah. He's like, it's temporary. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's pretty good. And it's one of those things you just kind of look at it and just you kind of laugh. You're like, you got to be kidding me. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. But, but yeah, that's how I actually uh, 
got into the the, the, the team management role working for a company. Um, I, I did okay when I was racing back in the early 90s, early 2000s. You know, I was one of the, the faster stock club race guys and got into mod and traveled around quite a bit when we owned the hobby shop and did some races. And I had my moments of glory. You know, I made like, uh, I think I made the mod stadium truck AMA back when stadium truck was still popular at the Golden State Off-Road Champs at Bakersfield. And I think I was, I think I was fifth in a grid of like, Lloyd Dassonville, Matt Francis, Jimmy Babcock, Brian Dunbar, like really big names at the time. Yeah. And I'm the only non-sponsored driver in the A. So that was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because back then, sponsorships didn't get handed out. Like you had to be a mod guy in the A main against those guys to even be considered to get sponsorships. Yeah, yeah. You know, nowadays you'd probably be full ride with, you know, a budget. <laughs> if you, you know. But, I mean, it's different times. Yeah, that, yeah. That, into it. I mean, I still um, get some of the guys from Chrysler to, to hit me up from time to time, you know, have me look at things. Like I even pulled up a, a data log off of a Dodge diesel truck one time, at, and this a couple years back at a, we were at a trade show, and Jim's like, "What are you looking at?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a it's a data log on this diesel truck out in Minnesota." For what? I go, "All the the field engineer's having a problem. And he wants me to take a look at." It. He's like, "You don't you don't do that anymore." I'm like, "You're you're right. I don't." But he, they're struggling with it. And he wanted me to look at it, so he sent it to me. He's like, well, how the hell do you tell what's wrong with it? I'm like, well, you look at this, this, and this. And there was 500 lines of data to look at on this computer. And he's like, well, what do you think's wrong with it? I'm like, oh, the exhaust is plugged. Well, how the hell do you know that? I'm like, well, this sensor's reading this, you know, so much pressure, but the system's not throwing a code for it. But I can tell it's that, that plug because this exhaust temperature is too high for, for the load it's pulling. He's like, yeah, I can't afford to pay you that shit anymore, can I? I'm like, well, you know, I enjoy this job. To so just be, be happy that I'm having fun. I'm not to go back. And it was yeah. One of those things where it was just hilarious that I got an opportunity to take a job that wasn't a job. I got to play with toy cars for a living, and someone paid me for it. And, yeah. and paid me with And I'm still doing that job. I mean, that's the funny part about it. It's like I get to get up in the morning, and I play with toys for a living. They're really expensive, high-end toys. You know, but, but when you're when still you toys. Flight, but, no, no, but when you take a flight and the guys are like next to you is like, and that's always happening when you're traveling. What do you do for a living? Oh, I, I race toy cars for a living. What? <laughs> I race toy cars for a living. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm like, and they always have to like ask the same question like four or five times. Yes, I, I show them magazines. I travel with the magazines. There's a there's a tip of the day. If you're traveling on an airplane with RC stuff, take a magazine so you can show it to security. Trust me, it's worth it. <laughs> and, and they'll be like, so how fast is that thing going? I'm like, well, like this one goes like 40, but this one goes like 70. For like real, I'm like, yeah, 70 miles an hour. And they're like, there's no way. I'm like, this goes 70 miles an hour, and it's electric. And I explained to them that I'm the guy who's actually plugging a laptop into this thing and pulling data from it like an F1 car. And they'll look at me like I'm stupid or I'm making it up. And I'll show them, like, look, there's the... There's the, there's the stuff I work on, and they can see, like, a Tekken ad, and I usually have a Tekken polo on when I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can't bullshit you there because it's in the magazine. Yeah. I'll, I'll pop the phone out. I'll show them the app, and they're like, that's totally nuts. I'm like, yeah, that's what I do for a living. You know, I travel around the world doing this. <laughs> and then, you know, they just don't realize that it's there. I mean, that's the cool part. They just have no clue, which is good and bad. It's bad because more people don't know about it, but if you look at it the other way around, there's so much more market potential that the industry can go for because these people have zero clue. Yeah. I mean, the, the, there's just, they just don't realize that I can sustain my family's living 
racing toy cars for a living. And like I said, I'm not super talented with it. I mean, I'm good at car setup. I'm good at watching other people drive and kind of give them suggestions. But my my racing talent's pretty much like maxed out. Like it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. It's better than than some, but nowhere near like you know. You look at the top drivers and it, to the amount of car control and the amount of stuff that they can do with that car is just nuts. It, it's nuts to watch the top ten guys in the world race two wheel drive modified buggy on any surface. And race each other that fast and that hard, yep. And just go for it, and you're just like, that's awesome. I'd be lapped like four times for sure, no problem, you know. And it's cool because I do get to travel these races, and I do sometimes get to run against these guys. And I'm pumped if I don't get lapped in a qualifier. <laughs> I'm still stoked that I did not get lapped by like Mayfield. It was close. He was coming for me. I saw him a straightaway away, but like I still didn't get lapped. That to me is a win. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of come full circle, but it's it's totally cool. I mean, it's I've had plenty of jobs in my life, but none of them has been this fun. And it's there's, there's times where it's stressful or frustrating when you got you know some guy trolling you on social media or talking about this, that, and the other thing. Or you know, I, I help a lot with the support emails from time to time just because those guys get burned out and you know the, hearing the same old thing, or they just get browbeaten by some dude with a blown up speed controller because he hooked it up to 16s and. You know, it was only there for a couple seconds, and you know it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 kind of funny sometimes. It's one of those things where it's it's rewarding at the same time because with all the bad stuff and all the negative stuff, you still get to have those days at the track when you just like make somebody's day because you fix their stuff yep. or you help swap out a speed controller or or like I left the track at Surf City and I had tires that I wasn't going to be able to use in the in the near future. And so there was a kid a couple spaces down from me, and I said, hey, man, what car do you run? He goes, oh, I run a, an Associated, and I run a Yokomo, so the wheels are the same. I'm like, do yep. you race here? He goes, yeah, I just got started racing. You know, I ran the novice class, and I'm like, well, cool. I, you run white wheels, right? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, I literally handed him a whole stack of tires. <laughs> like, they only had a couple runs on them. You know, there was like, I think there was four sets, and there's only a couple runs on each set. But for me, like, it, I wasn't going to race on that surface anytime soon, so mm-hmm. they probably would, like, dry rod it, or they just would have been good. Yeah. So I said, dude, run these tires. And his dad was like, what do I owe you? I'm like, nothing. Just just say say thanks to Jay Concept. So if you get time and, you know, let those guys know that you appreciate it. And I'm just one of the team drivers. And, like, here, run these tires and, and have a good time. Reason for practice. And so it's cool because, you know, it, it's one of those things where that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to do that and kind of help out somebody do that, it, it's amazing what, how, how easy it is to make somebody's day. Like, that kid could have had a totally crappy race. But he was just tripping, and I just handed him a bunch of tires. Well, you yeah, know, that, that, especially with that, because tires are such a, a wear yeah. product when it comes to racing. They're they're the big, in my opinion, they're the biggest expense for anybody running on a high traction surface that that goes through tires like that. Like, yeah, when it comes to expendables, I think tires are are definitely probably one of the cost inhibitive like things in the in the industry. But I think that's why. You see a lot of tracks going to spec tire, or I think like when it comes to Astro Turf, Astro tires depends on the track. A lot of times, like I can run Astro tires here or local track for I don't know 20, 30 runs before they go bad, which is impressive because I'm running modified. Yeah, you know where the dirt track, there's no way. Like I probably would have got you know maybe a dozen runs on them and they're done. Mm-hmm. You know they're off pace at that point. They're still technically usable, but they're off pace, and so for me that's not helpful. But at the same time, though, I think that like the tire development is is helped actually evolutionize the rest of the sport and the rest of the hobby because the tires have gotten so good over the past couple of years that it's allowed 
the, the motors and speed controllers to handle that. Now they have the grip. We can go faster. You know, the cars have gotten so much more, you know, so much better now to be able to run with that extra traction that I think is where the, the hobby is going. I think AstroTurf is going to start taking over a lot of stuff or other alternative surfaces just because it's clean, it's simple, it's super consistent, and I think that's where everything's going to go. I mean, that's As a racer, that's all I ever want. Give me a consistent racing surface. Yeah. I'll figure out the rest of it after that. But I, I think that the the hobby as a as a whole has room to grow, especially like yeah, when you talk to people in airplanes or in in the airport, they see what you're goofing off with. Like I'll open up my bag to pull out my laptop and they see a car. Dude, what is that? I'm like, well, it's it's an RC car. This is what I do for a living. What? You know, you show it to them and explain it to them, and they just like, I have no clue. They have no idea. I'm like, oh yeah, man. Like top drivers get paid to go to this country and this country and this town and this place and. You know, they're like, there's no way. I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> I love that. Yeah, right. You're full of it. No, I'm serious. Like, no, here's a magazine that totally happens here. Keep that, you know, because I'm home. So it's cool. So long question to a, a short answer. Long answer to a short question. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. See, that's that's why I love this hobby, though, is because and that's why I started this podcast back when I did is because me and my buddies would sit around and have these kind of conversations that would last hours. And it's like we're not the only ones having these conversations. We're not the only ones with these questions. So why don't we do something about it? And that's what leads me to here and being connected with, with so many different people. And, you know, I get questions, you know, it's funny last night, um, Rick Seffrud, which is the, the guy who provides me with all my foam tires. Cause I race on Ozike carpet and pretty much everywhere I race, everybody's moved to foam tires by gone banana racing skins because you just, the wear you get out of them, you can't beat them. Like you, you spend money on one set of tires and even, even if you race every other weekend, you're still getting the better part of two or three months out of them before you need to worry about doing anything, especially if your camber and everything's right. They wear perfectly even, which is beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. Well, cause you know, I used to run AKA and J concept rubber tires back when I first started racing. And, you know, like you said, the tires were still usable, but they would fall off pace. So, you know, you're dropping and for me, I'm Canadian, right? So everything has to be converted into us dollars at some point or another, you know, when I'm dropping about $55 Canadian on a new set of tires and I hated ungluing rims. So I just buy new rims every time, right? Do a whole new shot. It wasn't ridiculously more expensive because fortunately rims are relatively inexpensive. But when you, when you're doing that five or six times in the span of, you know, five months, maybe more, it, it gets ridiculous, especially when you start running soft and super soft compounds to get as much grip out of them as you can on the carpet, right? So, <clears throat> you know, Rick, uh, Rick had, I guess, a gentleman had asked him some questions, and he said, well, we'll hit up, you know, Matt Housen and ask him. I know he runs Futaba. He might be able to help you. And, you know, so I got a message from the guy, and I started talking to him, and he was just having a problem. He had a 4PX and with, with Traxxas cars, and the 4PX comes set as digital servos. And it was yep. a simple thing. Switch it from digital to analog and boom, it would ESC would power up and he had he was ready to go. Then he was running one of the um uh, I think the S F H S S receivers, which those are the ones where you gotta set it in the radio and then hit the switch like the button on the receiver to get it to bind. And he just he had that hang up. So you know, I got him through those two things and it was just kinda cool. Like 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 you were saying, it's like, hey, I didn't I did my good deed for today. I can feel good about, you know, going to bed. I helped somebody else in RC tonight for just, just to help. Right. So I, I, like I said, it's, I love it. I love this hobby for that. You can help somebody whenever it might come up and yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, and I've, I've been around some real racing where it's that way too, you know, like when you go to the grassroots level of it all, but r- rarely do you ever see that at like some of the higher end races, you know, when you travel to the big races, you know, the factory reps are there, but they're not, they might not be helping, you know, average Joe guy like they help the, the factory guys, but I'm the other way around. I'll help everybody the same. I don't care if you're a factory racer. I don't care if you're Joe Bornhorst or Ryan Lutz or Adam Drake, or you're just like Jimmy down the street who just having an issue and like can't figure it out. Like I'm just, just get in line. If those guys are out or like who, who's up first, you know, whoever in the next race, like they get priority, priority seating at the Randy Pike table. Like we're going to work on your stuff. You know, it's okay. I mean, it's when I was at the La- the nationals a couple years ago, I saw so many issues with bad wiring and bad solder joints. I walked up to the RD and I'm like, Hey, if anybody has a T can speed controller or, or anything else that they need help with wiring, just have them come to my table. I'm not racing here. And I would rather see everyone finish this race and then, then like lose a race or miss a race because a wire fell off. Yeah. So just come, come see me. I've got wire. I've got solder, like just send them over, have them be patient one at a time. Like I can do them about 10 minutes a car. Like, and I just started having guys like show up and like, what do you think? I'm all, do we need to fix that? And then I can walk over and I grab his <laughs> back and be like, boink, and pull it right off. I'm like, that was your qualifier. Mm. Yeah, that's what happened last time. I'm like, just bring me the car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I should have put a tip jar out there, but it was one of those things where the, and the guys were pumped, you know, because they got to finish their race. They'd already had an issue. And someone from the factory or a factory racer you know, someone that, that's supposed to be like up on a pedestal, which is hilarious to even think about sometimes, mm-hmm. was willing to help them out. Like Randy Pipe has rewired my car and it looks just like Ryan Lutz. Like the car looks the same now. Everything's all routed on nice and clean and yeah. fresh and it's shiny. You know, and that, that's what we're there for. See, and I love that. Like when you said, <clears throat> I think somebody had asked you about one of the uh, Canadian on-road championships or something like that, if, if you'd be there. And you said, if I'm not there, somebody will be there for support. Uh, and, yeah. and I, I love that idea of it because the truth and reality is I have as much race time or as much race experience as somebody does that gets to go to a track in six months. And, and I, I'm not even BSing you with that. That's the truth and reality of it. My racing experience, if you were to put like a timeline to it, it's maybe six months worth of racing. And I've been doing this hobby now for the better part of six years because that's how little I get to actually get to a track. So when I'm at a track and I get a chance to run my cars, I'm trying to learn and figure things out as fast as possible and absorbing as much information as I can from around guys that have been doing the hobby for 20 plus years because they have the experience that I'm trying to get. You know what I mean? So I love that aspect because I know enough now to really be able to help people, you know, uh, maybe make an adjustment to their car or do the soldering or adjust something in the radio. Like I have those tools and I, I thought that was, it's, I, I never thought of going to races in just a pure support role, you know, or the, the possibility of that even being available to people, you know, not so much myself, but anybody in general that, you know, a, a team would say, okay, go to this race. This is the race we want you at to help out our team guys and maybe anybody else out there that, might need help to to help make the image for not only said company better, but for the hobby in itself better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I mean, I, I I was at the AMS race this last time around, and there was nobody else electronic-wise for support. There was a Futaba guy there, but no one for motors and speed controllers. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going through a guy's, I think it was a, a McLaren motor. I went through that and helped him fix that. And then one of the Orion drivers actually had – a problem with his speed controller and I was able to open it up and fix it. He had like a bad servo lead. 
So like I was working on his stuff and I, you know, I, I didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? Like I know who the driver was. I, I knew the factory guy. Like he could have had, he didn't have any like, backups. He should have had spares, but just didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just bring it over, dude. I can fix that. Like just give me a couple minutes with it and I'll take care of it. You know, but it was one of those things that you kind of hope that stuff comes back to you at some point, yeah. somehow, karma yeah. wise. But I think that that's what separates this sport kind of keeps it a hobby still versus a sport, a full on sport was that, you, you can't help your neighbor. Like you can help the guy next to you. Like maybe he's having a hard time gluing tires and you got a couple of minutes to help him out, you know, or he's doing it wrong and you know, he's doing it wrong. Like stop him from making a mistake. That's going to cost him 50 bucks. Yeah. And then like explain to him like, Hey dude, I know those are carpet tires and I know they will really look the same, but check this out. This, this side has, you know, a rough texture on these three rows. And then this side has a rough texture on one row that doesn't show that they're directional, but they kind of are. So you may want to glue them the same. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I've done it before, you know, so that's cool. I love that line. I use that all the time when I see something be like, ask me why I know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, done that. Yeah. Well, like I, I was listening to Jason Rohn to talk about something the other day and he was like jo- joking about how they had to take one of the racers to the hospital, the emergency room, because he glued his eye shut with CA glue. Oh my God. And I haven't quite done something that stupid, but we were at a hotel room. It was super late at night. We were exhausted. It was a hot day and I'm gluing tires for the next morning and I wasn't paying attention. I had my leg up in the chair I was sitting on and I knocked the CA glue bottle over and glue managed to drop into the crack of my knee, my knee joint. And of course I didn't feel it. Wasn't paying attention. I went to go get up and of course properly skin tore my knee inside, which oh, that was awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I kind of caught kind of didn't and there's still a good inch tear in my skin from it but you know luckily we were also you know reusing wheels at the time so we had acetone in the hobby in the hotel room but it was that was a rough day yeah, like, i'm sure the acetone did not feel all that great though where the skin was tore no no i didn't feel good at all but <laughs> you know you see a guy like not paying attention or he's like getting ready to glue his thumb shut or <laughs> you're like hey bro stop for a minute you just locked your glue bottle over and you just about sat your hand in it for a minute like Pay attention to what you're doing. I've, I've done that already. It doesn't. It's good. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, Randy, I do want to say thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I think at this point we're going to wrap up this episode. It is going to be. Let me get a little closer here. Yeah, this is looking like it's probably going to be about a good two and a half hour long episode. So I'm trying to make up for lost time because I haven't done one in a few months. And uh, sure. so I, I want to say thank you very much for always taking the time to come on the show. Uh, of course. New stuff is going to come out from Tekin. We'll have you on again because I'm sure there's going to be questions of all kinds of different things. Um, but yeah, I want to say thank you very much for everything because uh, you know you're you're uh, uh, in the list of, of people that have gotten behind the podcast and 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 supported it. And from a from a an average Joe, just loves the hobby. Thank you very much. I appreciate it very much. Oh yeah, man, you're you're always most welcome. I mean, I. I Again, if I can, if I just take the opportunities to give back to the hobby that's allowing me to like, you know, live the life I'm living and, and enjoy the job that I have, then I, I think it's just, I'm, I owe it to everybody. So for that point, yeah, I'm always happy to help. Right on. Cool. So if anybody has any questions for Randy or uh, like he said earlier, if you have one of the new RS Pro Black Editions um, and for whatever reason, maybe you haven't found the software, shoot an email over. Uh, over to the guys at Tekin. They will help you get you squared away. And uh, yeah, thanks for sending me the link too, because now I have, now I have software. <laughs> yeah, now you got software. You're you're good to go. So yeah, I mean they can 
They can shoot me questions at my website, randypikerc.com. They can hit me up on Facebook. And right now, all joking aside, it is the Randy Pike, you know, <laughs> Facebook. But there's a joke behind that. You have to listen to the previous podcast to get that joke yep. and be on the same page as the rest of us. So go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I try to get to those questions as fast as I can. But I am just a, a one person, contrary to popular belief. I'm not a robot. So I do go to sleep and I do have other hobbies outside of RC. So Bear with me if I haven't answered your question in a nanosecond. I will get to it. I promise. Perfect. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, you know, I, I, always. I They're kicking the butt. Yeah, you're 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 always welcome. That's for sure. I know uh, Tim was Tim Smith was on earlier, uh, kind of riding out the show with me, and he wasn't sure if he was going to come back or not. Obviously, he hasn't. Uh, but I know there's a whole other side to this speed control for the drag racers. Um, that definitely needs to be touched on. I kind of wanted to leave that more for the TSR side of the show, uh, like sure. his show, because we've been concentrating so much on it. Uh, you know, I've kind of delved into the RC drag racing, but for me, I live where it snows, <laughs> and it's getting ready to start becoming crappy weather that's not very coherent or cohesive, I should say, to to running a drag car outdoors in a parking lot. <laughs> Yeah. So my time's kind of getting wrapped up, but I'm kind of anxious to see where this this lovely little uh, Black Edition speed control goes for, goes for that because uh, that might mean big things for me next spring. So can't yeah. wait. Tim Tim's a, a big guy for us. I mean, we we send him some stuff to test and get an an honest, valid opinion on it because he's another one of those guys that I respect in that industry who's more than happy to give you an honest opinion if that's what you want. And um, he's he's had a couple units shipped out to him, and so yeah, I, I think when it comes even when it comes to drag racing, Tim's actually one of the first people that I call. I, I would consider Tim a, a resource for me, even because there's some stuff that a guy will tell me, "Oh, we're doing this." I'm like, "That sounds completely nuts," but let me get back to you because I I know a guy that's doing this stuff. And, and <laughs> Tim will tell me, "Oh yeah, we're doing that." And he goes, "It's stupid, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, it, it's kind of dumb, Tim, but all right, we'll figure out how to work it." And, and that's okay. I mean, that that's. Sometimes that's what, you know, revolutionizes the hobby. So, uh, but yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the Tim's podcast and uh, I, we had a scheduling issue and hopefully we can get past that here soon. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm to talk to those guys about it because those guys have been harping on us to bring back the RS Pro now for years. Yeah. And now that it's here, there's a lot of questions. Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. And I, I remember being, being, uh, partaking and in, in watching that whole conversation going and and you know th- this this now it's all come full circle and here we are with the speed control so yeah i can't wait for that show and that's why i didn't talk too too much about the drag racing stuff because i want to save that for tim's show and uh sure. but yeah so that's it we're calling it a show guys thanks for joining us make sure of course you do check out if you haven't already Team Teakin Racing on Facebook. Give them a like. Make sure you check out MKS Servos. Give them a like. Gone Bananas, MBM Podcast, Everything RC, The Randy Pike. Make sure you check them all out. Give them a like. Ask us questions. Make us interact with you because that is what we're here for. And thank you for listening to the MBM Podcast. I will be back hopefully in a couple of weeks with another episode for you guys. See ya.
Jesus.